0: I'm going live. Roll. I don't give a shit. We're just doing rockin it. Rock
1: and roll, man. Yeah,
0: baby. We're rocking and rolling. Man.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I hope everyone likes our cool,
0: tr- our trendy new backgrounds. <laughs> and it'll get no better than this. This is, this is how the pros do it. I just, I just wonder if people are just going to get like annoyed as
1: heck and then like we have to change it. I don't know. We're, we're not known for being polished.
0: Oh, man, here we are. We got TVs now. Wow. just the we're all on tv just the dime. Don't, <laughs> don't, change, how.
1: don't change that channel <laughs>
0: oh god we it's just listen stupid. we just want hey, rob to, stetson's coming back finally rob stetson exited right as we went live
1: we just want to give the people we want to go ahead and Cut own off. our, Cut our off. brand of what is rob talking about our brand of you know we're, we're not HD quality, right? So we're just owning it. Like, this is us coming at you. Totally champagne. And if you can't and, see us, oysters
0: it, don't like it.
1: If you can't champagne. see us real good, then just adjust your rabbit ears. You know, like you got sometimes you got to put tinfoil on them and get better reception. That's Wrestling way. with the MMAs in the
2: chat and our frame rates are shite.
3: Oh, <laughs> you
1: got to adjust your antenna. It's not our fault.
0: Oh, <sighs> Ahead. yeah right here in the studio it is crystal clear broadcast quality can't blame it on us
1: Here in the gary horns studios that's
2: a good ice cream sandwich bro that where you went rob. rob did you, did you no see? man my zoom cut out then i came back in you already live
1: your zoom cut out I, and you were just like i think i'll get an ice cream sandwich yeah <laughs> you just you know how to make the best of a bad situation rob right
2: I tell you. Then I come back on, lo and behold, y'all was already live, man. Didn't even wait on me.
0: Hmm. Podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy and Bud Light Seltzer. That is that is- true? One of us is an adult. Sponsors? I was going to make fun of you, but I also have Furley oh. over here. Oh, thanks for and having Uno me. Uno, Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm ready to party, baby. We're getting down to you. My wife's going to get that. Hey, I'm going to get it. The- the I'll new thing that the kids are saying
2: wife, now. Yeah, they're all saying yeet yeet. That's a new thing. Uh-huh. Kids out, out
0: on the block. They're like, Yeet yeet. Yeah, yeet. You gotta yeet. Like yeet, you gotta yeet, yeet, yeet on out of here. here. Whoa, what's up? Right. She disappeared out oh. of nowhere. Well, hello. Like a day ghost. Why you all spruced up? I well, guess you got makeup on? on, you got lipstick and stuff. What's going on? Who glad
3: you
2: hey. Gary
0: Horn. <laughs> <laughs> She wanted to, she want she was trying to get some
3: gravy cake, bruh.
0: Oh, man. Tell, I wasn't trying to embarrass her. I was just pointing out. Oh, man. Guys, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so I'm we'll going to go ahead and get started, I guess. Uh, we'll just figure it out as we go. Sound good, everybody? All right, great. No, yeah, I, th- I think we're ready enough. I, I, I'm, I'm presuming that Will is sending out the uh, messages to let the people know.
1: I'm working on it, man. Listen, if you're in the chat, there's a big surprise coming that you're going to find out when you see this tweet. Real quick. And, uh, and then you guys can help us get the word out. But we'll let you guys see the tweet before we spoil it. Um, let me tag some folks in this. Let's see okay okay okay
0: Yep. my beard crooked i feel like it's crooked what's happening in there i can't tell
1: should i tag rob like in a little
0: this little law girl one side to the other <laughs> should you tag me in
2: it
1: <laughs> yeah should i tag rob in this i don't know he's kind of spotty he's in and out
0: i mean you know rob he's difficult it's uh
2: Right here, like I ain't even here, you know. You like, like <laughs> look, I'm not even sitting right, right here. You're, just, you're right, talking here about me behind, you know what? you talking about me behind my back, in front of my
3: face.
1: <laughs> Yo, Bo, it's dude. one thing to
2: talk about someone behind their back, but right in front of their face.
1: To talk about me behind my back, right in front of me.
2: Come on, that's jacked up,
1: man.
0: That's a whole new level of gravy cake.
1: Ugh, that's how we do things on this show, though. Gravy we talk about you behind your back, problem. in front of your
0: face. What? Gravy cake's good. You said it was like a whole new layer of gravy cake like it was yes. so bad. Like it's a crappy layer of gravy cake. Whew. No such thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Gravy cake is good top to bottom, side to side, diagonal. Not when y'all put uh, that sour cream
2: icing on there. It's not. I <sighs> hate that joke, man.
1: Wow. Rob, I knew we didn't see the, I, eye to eye on a lot of things. I didn't know gravy cake was one of them.
2: Is that our Is that a roundtable discussion tonight? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Gravy cake. What is it? And do you like it?
2: (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about, Will. That's why I hate that layer of gravy cake. And if you think otherwise you are a moron.
1: (laughs) It sounds about right. That's how people on Twitter sound. Yeah. If you say one thing they don't agree with. Uh Uh-oh,
2: I see the tweet. I see the tweet.
0: This is this is the boring first part of the show. Or or is this the best part of the show? Discuss right. that room. All right, I gotta do this real quick because we got something going on. Well, what's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn. This is the NW this is this is the NWA. You know how it goes. It's a podcast telling the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and it's been a big week. And we're glad you're all here. Thank you guys for being here right now. Uh, there's Will, there's Rob. You can see them right there on your screen. And also, uh, here's Thunder Rosa. <laughs> just, like <that. laughs> just like that. Just like Thunder that, there's Thunder Rosa. So, no so also, Moore. Thunder Rosa is here. We just heard <laughs> Did you just wake up? I saw you wiping your eyes. Like, are you are just yeah. like- Taking a power yeah.
3: now.
4: Yeah, dude. I- First of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> I, like, didn't sleep at all. Like my, I'm, i was still pumped, and I was like, I came, and I was like, hey man, I'm just not gonna sleep. And then I got hungry, and then I ate, and I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep. So I got a really good nap. But um,
2: nice. What did you eat?
4: Thai Thai food. I needed nice. to have a good. Yeah, I need to have good food because I, um, the last. I mean, I stayed in Jacksonville for a whole week. So it was kind of hard to like eat everything I wanted because there was like there's nothing around around there. So, yeah.
2: Now, when do they ask you like the level of heat you want on this high food? Like, do you want like three is like American, yeah. one is three. What do you get? What level of heat do you get?
4: Uh, I got mild. I really don't like to eat like super spicy food because I can't enjoy it. I mean, I'm Mexican, but I don't I don't like spicy food as much as I used to.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, these are the hard-hitting questions that everyone's concerned about. What here,
3: are
0: you eating? I mean, clearly you've had a big week and it's been all about what you've had on your menu. And so <laughs> that's what everybody wants to ask about.
4: What What did I have on the menu?
0: No, no, no. I was just saying it's been a big week. So these are, these are the important questions people are wanting <laughs> to know. Like, what did you eat? <laughs> what was what Jacksonville <laughs> like? <laughs> so, you know, obviously you've had nothing else going on for a little while. So
4: no man, it was. Um, I don't know. It was really good, man. It it I really had a lot of fun um, from Wednesday, you know. It, and the thing is, like, the pressure was on. Like everybody was like, "You guys tell me, I have to like knock it out of the park." Like you know, on Wednesday too, and, and um, and um, and then another thing, they gave us time, which they never do on Dynamite, ever, on women's oh. wrestling. And then I come, and I'm the NWA champion. Serena Div's not even signed, you know. And it's just like, all right, girl. Like we, like literally, both said, let's. Um, we're in the back, and you know there was supposed to be some stuff. And then Omega came, and then he looked at us and said, "Show them what a real women's wrestling match should look like." Nice.
1: Well, I think you uh-huh. did it. Uh, I listened to a lot of wrestling recap podcast Uh, that's how I keep up with the hours and hours of wrestling content and there was not one AEW recap that didn't spotlight that match between you and Serena and say it was a home run all the way around and uh, so you guys definitely accomplished that obviously last night was incredible Um, and so I mean you said you were tired but overall how are you feeling about the outcome last night and and what went down?
4: I just I'm still like Saying thank you to people. You know, I was like, uh, I had so many messages. People were texting me, calling me, FaceTiming me, um, emailing me, any way that they could contact me, they did. And um, I mean, I just went out there and did my thing. And, uh, you know, and um, I first, I want to thank, uh, you know, Billy and Tony for allowing me to be there in such a big uh, platform because. You know, um, I was I, I, me alone. I would not be able to make it because you know I'm in the way. So I had to like follow, follow the, the the stuff. I also want to take Marine for you know making sure that my stuff were taken care of, like all the cool gear that you saw. But as uh, uh, high spots did it in one week, she made it happen.
0: Nice. Oh yeah, you had so, the, the cool like NWA logo. We were happy to see that like represent. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that was cool.
4: Yes. I also, I want to thank Trevor Murdoch, like even though he wasn't there with me, like he was there with me. Like I I had countless conversations with him and I was complaining, talking, you know, just like talking about wrestling. And he really like helped me to, um, you know, get in the mind and and just, you know, remind remind me who Santa Rosa is on NWA and how can I portray that and continue to portray that. He's definitely somebody as an agent that has helped me so much uh, from the beginning. Um, and, um, you know, it's been a team effort and I just came there and just represented. And, um, and yesterday was really good because uh, Shida was, you know, she was really to, to do something different. You know, um, she, she's worked with us. I mean, the, the people of course that she works with in, in, in AEW but I don't think they have an opponent like me in the roster. And I show it from the moment I showed up there, you know, that first week I went there and I went to training and I show the girls how you should look when you train and how you should look when you get in the ring. You should be the same way and you should train just as hard because it's, you know, national TV and it's prime time, you know? I don't
0: think anybody it, would argue that uh... They don't have an opponent like you i mean that's just that's just facts i we we actually like some of the discussions i've had with people are like okay well well now what is she just supposed to do because it's, like, <laughs> it's like
3: it's like uh baby
4: <laughs> <laughs> what was that that's not you know that's I'm like that on my hands you know i'm um i always say that um if they want to continue to work with us and then continue to want to work with me specifically to know what to do i mean i'm i'm Um, contractually obligated to work with NWA and um, it worked perfectly good this time and um, although I lost yesterday I think I I had I guess I always I said this before I had a lot more to win even if I lost you know and I mean it was proven like I you know I don't let things get in my head but I read a lot of reviews and like one of them I think it was Breacher Report and it's pretty much said that and I did a lot more in three weeks that anybody else have done in the women's division in the whole year. hundred yep. percent. In one week. I mean, in, well, not actually three weeks with the promo, with the hype, the hype of the promo, with the confidence. It's like people really felt like invested in the match, yep. you know, and, and I was just there to do that. That was my job, you know, my, my, and I, how I said it on the promo and it was like half shoot, half should have true. I came here to put the women's division on notice and I came here to put, women's wrestling on the map and that's what i did everybody's talking about this match like wednesday we have the highest ratings in you know aw history in our match with and i match with serena even i have one of the highest ratings ever for a women's match so yeah that that tells you something they are people in, that watch AEW are hungry for good women's wrestling
2: absolutely right. they're, they're like good losses and bad losses and this was like, that was a good loss because it elevated you and all of women's wrestling i'd be curious to know like what kind of conversations you had with cheetah afterwards and if you had thought maybe would the outcome have been different if it were on uh, um if we're on a, in front of an nwa audience on on home soil and how does your how does your perception adjust now as you're as you're facing lindsey snow here in a couple of weeks
4: Oh, man, I was like, Brian just told me, and I was just like, oh, it's going to have to be a banger because <laughs> people are going to have, like, an expectation. I mean, it's a championship match. Responding to your Shida match, it was literally, like, uh, she was very really happy, you know? She, I was, at, at first, like, there was, like, some stuff, you know, you're you, you going over your head, and you're like, man, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. But then after we did the match, um... Sorry, my, one of my friends is like trying to contact me since yesterday, and I have not been able to
0: call him. Oh. <laughs> we won't keep you forever, I promise. We we, like, we know you're you're busy and tired.
4: Uh, hold on. Looks like you're high. Sorry, I'm like thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Easy, Brian. Easy. We didn't really think it was gonna be you. We thought that Brian was really just gonna show up <laughs> and be like,
4: "Hey guys." Oh, you got you got to do it. Oh, thank you for the video, by the way. Before I respond to your question oh you're
0: welcome you're welcome glad enjoy to... <laughs> really enjoy it glad you um, liked it like i said i tried to put that thing out like two weeks ago and it's just like family was... stuff and everything kept happening and i was like f it i'm putting it out it's just coming out anyway right now
4: <laughs> so with Cheetah, she was really happy like i think um she really wanted to show her how she wrestles in japan you know and how she can you know uh show like it, it was a battle and that was like the thing that I was like stressing the most, I think, for us in NWA, like one of the most important parts besides doing spot, 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 is like telling a story, you know. And like the whole entire time, I told everybody that I was gonna beat her ass, you know. And that's what I did. I beat her ass, but you know she got me and she won. And it was like hard fought. It wasn't gonna be any any freaking like, oh, let's you know do like all these high spots and stuff. Now, nah, like I can't. I mean, like I said, I can do whatever. Like I can go into whatever style and I will, I've done, before, you know, but on this one, I really want to show who Thunder Rosa is and how people saw me on the NWA when I first started, you know, which is like a five, three, little bull, a little monster that is ready to like fight. And I was watching and I was telling my husband, like, man, I was like, some of the strikes that I was doing, I didn't even believe how good they looked like, like the beginning after we separate from like the high spot and I give her the tip and I literally, Legit puncher in the face. When they did like the mini super punch, uh, mini uh, Superman punch. It was like that. Like I was so eager. Like I just want to be her ass. And it was so much fun. And she liked it. She loved it.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you, you we, seeing the match, one thing we just, we're, you know, people get worried about these kind of things. Like uh, our promotion is going to be selfish in the way that they, treat their own people, you know, like it's already a big step that I think a lot of people wouldn't have expected that uh, uh, Billy and, and Tony were able to work out something that they were okay with you and Sheeta facing off against each other. I mean, that's not, that's already a bigger step than like most major promotions would make. And uh, and then I think a lot of people, as we talk to people on the live show, are worried like, well, what are they going to do to her? They're going to try to make her look stupid? Are they going to like try to make like AEW is better than NWA and she does like unstoppable and blah, blah, blah. But you, you put that all to rest because I mean, you went out there and you did, you, you looked like a bull, like you, you ran her over and you took it to her and you looked strong the entire time. And I mean, by the end of that match, I mean, I think most people walked away saying like, wow, she does, she just lucky. Like she, she got out of that one. Okay. <laughs> like, cause it, you, 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 had that pretty much the entire time it seemed like
4: yeah so I I mean like I said I am really gracious that um she was willing to tell that story you know and um and we did and I I mean I it could have it could have like looked super weak if I wasn't like there you know mentally or like to had a night off but there was too much at stake and um everybody was like you guys have to knock it out of the park you guys have to knock it out of the park and, and the whole point was for us was to like, steal the show you know because it's always like the guys can do all cool stuff like flip and like jump from big places, but it's us, it's like being technical and and and, and you know wrestling with passion and, and with heart, you know. And you know, I always do that, always do that.
0: My dog started going crazy back here, and- sorry. <laughs> I was, uh, was going to point out to these guys later when we did like a kind of a recap. We were planning on talking later about uh, tonight about AEW and uh, just telling me one of the cool things I see out of this walking away is that uh, most of the recaps I heard, because I wanted to hear what people said. We were excited just because of our investment in uh, Thunder Rosa being uh, an, an attraction and a main event. Um, I was listening to other people's reviews and I was going to tell them, I was like, you know, it's funny. It's like everywhere I listen. And I, you know, I don't want to give you a big head here, but like most everybody was talking about, Oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. And then there's the Thunder Rosa match. And then there's the Thunder Rosa match. Oh, in the Thunder Rosa match this happened. <laughs> and I'm like, that's already, that's already something like they're, they're talking about the Thunder Rosa match. And, uh, so i was like that's that's pretty awesome that's that's that means you made a statement you were on the platform to make a statement now people know and uh and hopefully hopefully you see the payoff from
4: that that that, like it feels like it's it's like it's absolutely like um not only the payoff was we had great reviews and um we were both happy with the results again there's i watch it and there's a couple things that i should work on and i continue to work on i really did work on you know you know, just some, some technical stuff that I'm very um, picky about, but um, people really enjoy it. They, they were invested in it, you know? Yeah. And we had people talking about women's wrestling the whole entire time. The whole entire week, people were talking about A-W women's wrestling and how it can be done the proper way if they have the, pro- the proper people in the women's division you know uh just to make it really strong and like that's one thing i said um you know they're the biggest competition for wwe you know and if they have people and they have people that can perform the way that i do the way the Serenity does they're gonna be unstoppable you know it's the the women are gonna have time on 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 national tv and, and showcase good stories good matches and and um stuff like that so um Again, I am, you know, I'm always about making change and, and then like opening people's eyes. And if that was the only thing that I will do and I accomplish, I think I did, you know?
3: Yeah,
0: but, you, Do you did it feel like the, the relationship still feels pretty strongly? Everybody seemed happy and
4: yes, all of that there? Producers were really happy. Um, Omega was really happy. Um, Tony was very happy. He was very satisfied. Um, Remember, Tony is the boss, and he's all about numbers. He's all about, you know, popularity. So he saw that that they did a great um, a great job on, on booking this match and, and just booking this uh, for the pay per view because it, it created hype. People were talking on social media. Uh, and the impressions were, the impressions were amazing on the first promo. Like, like I think I was about a million and a half people when. And saw stuff on Twitter for that one-minute promo, and about a half a million or seven hundred thousand people watched the promo on Twitter. I mean, that's insane, and this is the first time ever in AEW with a women that are people are so invested in it. And I'm not even part of a, uh, of AEW, right? You know, and I didn't even step in the ring, and people were already hyped up. And that's and that's a, and that's the thing, like. People are like, oh, who's this Thunder Rosa chick, man? Like, what's the hype all about? You know, and then that's that's when I was like, okay. If I under deliver, I'm, I'm fucked, you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like, literally. So that's why the Serena Deep match was so important. And, yes, I had, I had some like, oh, man, she, like, gave her too much. And, you know, she didn't look that strong. Well, the problem was, like, all my stuff was in, in between commercials. So people didn't see what it, we did during the commercials. But it yeah. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's like, uh, we show what women wrestling look like and, and like two technicians and, and like, a, a, you know, a, a veteran and like a hungry rising star just doing something in the ring and people still talk about the match. You know, I mean, for Christ's sakes, Jim Cornette had nothing to say.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and
0: if anybody say. was going to have something to say. <laughs> exactly.
4: exactly, you know, exactly. He actually watched the match, which was the funniest thing. I was listening to him. I was like, Oh my God, this is so funny. But he he enjoyed the match. And he's like one of the most critical people of them all. And he liked the match, you know. So it's like, wow, like that's that's just a testament of how much like like somebody like Serena and I, we love women's professional wrestling, you know, and how we're willing to, you know, put it out there.
2: And now the the focus of the of the of the women's wrestling world is shifting to Buda Texas and Mission Pro. Certainly, this has to this has to enhance that, and I'm wondering how do you how do you come off of this high of being of really? I mean, in my opinion, high, main eventing AEW pay per view, and then focusing
0: on Lindsey Snow uh, because well, that's a very
2: dangerous. Let's not forget
0: too, you've got Kimberly, yeah, on Saturday. Oh, I think right. you got Kimberly on Saturday. You're going to UWN Primetime Live. I don't even know what you're doing there. I don't even know if you know what you're doing there, and uh, that's on tuesday and then on friday you've got mission pro and no, you I'm versus not
4: gonna, i don't i don't i don't know i'm not gonna be there on tuesday i don't know oh, do you're anything. not Oh, you are not going to be there on no, tuesday
0: and now camille oh okay i thought they showed a image of you and they had said you were gonna show up I'm, I'm, okay. i don't
4: know if i this but I the 22nd. I'm, I'm on the 22nd
0: okay all right
4: yeah cool oh so, yes i will i will probably be dead i will probably be dead if i have like back to back.
0: To back. Like, <laughs> I was about to say it sounds like you know we found out you did I, I said in the video does she ever take a nap and I was like I guess we found out like right before this you did get a nap finally but <laughs> I, was <so> tired.
4: <laughs> I was not like I say I was not gonna sleep but you know I need I need to take a nap um but yeah so I have uh Kimberly which is my first match with her ever never had a match like one-on-one um so that's gonna be fun and then um and then i have mission pro which i want to thank all the fans we are like literally almost sold out, so
3: sold
4: out. we are like technically sold out we're gonna release a little bit more tickets before the show that's amazing uh,
3: that's
4: we're good. probably not if we sell out like we're not gonna take anybody we just want to make sure everybody's like social socially distancing properly so um yeah so like the the response have been amazing amazing and then after this it's just like we sold out um Uh, And then when Lindsay's low, uh, I'm really excited because she is a, uh, she's a technician, you know, she's very technical minded and she's very strong and, and I know she's hungry and I'm coming from a, you know, a defeat right now, but um, I have a lot to, to work because I want to have, I have to show that, you know, why I'm the NWA champion. So I think it's going to be a very hard hitting match as always.
0: Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I, we're, we're excited about that match. I mean, uh, Brian can tell you, we talk about it all the time on here. And uh, and I, I think we've told everybody that watches and listens to the podcast that they can't be friends with us anymore if they don't at least go watch it on the title match network and right. uh, go watch Mission Pro and make it so that the title match network is like, this is the most people that have ever watched anything on one of our things before. So. Right.
2: Ten, will be, be, be front row, but Brian's told me I'm I'm banned from the building. So I'll be watching it from uh, the hotel, evidently.
4: <laughs> I don't know. But um yeah, like I would like for people to like see and support it, and if not, if you want you to promote your, your business, we are open for sponsorships for our next show. We closed sponsorships last year. We're we're taking it, we're making sure that we get all the sponsorship before we announce when we're gonna run our next show. Uh and again, like we were super overwhelmed with the response and um we're really happy because we are uh you know able to bring you really good wrestling in this like really difficult time and and we're very very excited
0: thunder we don't want to keep you forever i mean obviously uh you've had a, a busy enough time and you've got more busy times ahead but i do have to ask you one other thing um actually let me um let me just do this real quick i'm going to i'm going to tell you exactly what i want to ask you about um allison k has been on a rant oh about my. you <laughs> so uh yeah the, so she she basically said that um I, I was looking for the exact same picture or the exact picture or the tweet that she put out but i'm having trouble finding it right this second yeah, um that,
4: that just like in my in my mma match i choked and I lost.
0: You bit off more. Uh, yeah, here it is. Once again, Thunder Rosa bit off more than she could chew. And she choked, just like her MMA fight. You've embarrassed our entire company. Um, she also goes on later, like somebody says something about it that, you know, they rubbed in her face. Like, Did you, did you forget that she beat you for the championship? And she replied and said, I've def- I defended that title for almost an entire year without a goon squad behind me. Is it just a coincidence that once Rosa won the belt, the entire world shut down? (laughs) uh, She's a fighting champion who didn't even put her championship on the line.
4: First of all, I defended my championship the following week week with her. And then I defended my championship in Corpus Christi. I was supposed to defend my championship in Japan. Corona, Corona happened. I'm about to defend my championship once more. And what's she doing? Well, I, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. I was bu- I was I was busy. I was busy putting the NOAA on the map with millions of people in the world. Bell on the beach. My Brian's on that.
0: I know we got him fired up. <laughs> he gets fired up back there. We've seen it before.
4: <laughs> I mean, she can say whatever she wants to say. She's just jealous, man. She's just first of all, she's starting to get that clout. She knows right, ha- right now I was training, so she's gonna try to get that cloud. What? Why wouldn't she? She ain't doing jack, crapping nothing besides you know promoting her Patreon with Marty Bell and making money that way. I mean, baby, I make. Marty Bell's supposed to be enemies. Well, they're best friends now. Oh. You know, the, the pandemic's happened and they feel alone. Um, so uh, you know, I'm here making big strides in my life, you know, and she's all over there hating. But you know what? My fans said what they needed to say. I don't even need to respond to her. To her, um, what do we call her? Irrelevant, Irrelevant ass. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, she wants to get it. She wants to go for another one. Fine, I'll go for another one and I beat her one more time so she can shut her mouth. And I and I know she still will talk How about crap about she it. Already uh, lost twice. twice. Back in line.
3: Yeah I, mean, actually or yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna
4: have to calm I him down. Now got more uh, hot opponents that are active than she is, so I mean, like I said, I did something very special. I put the NWA in the map again. People are talking about it, people are excited about it. We put women's wrestling in the map. She can say whatever she wants, I really don't care. She knows that, and if she wants to. Come come and get it fine. Come and try, try me again.
0: I feel like you're both you're you're both about to start being in the same places or running in the same circles again here pretty soon, hopefully. So so maybe you guys can uh, hash it out.
4: We will. I ain't got no problem. She knows she, I'm ready when she's ready. I you know, I know she lives in Detroit. I can just show up and over there and be like, What's up?
0: I think uh, Sheeta could. I think Shida could vouch for uh, you being willing to just show up somewhere if uh, someone right wants to talk some trash. I ain't got
4: nothing to lose, nothing to lose you know.
1: Yeah. Make sure th- Brian. Make sure Brian films it so we can cover it.
4: <laughs> we'll do a <laughs> match maybe. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: well, Thunder, we don't want to keep you anymore. You go, you go spend time with your family and you enjoy your uh, your time off. You don't get very much, I don't think. And uh, no. we're we're grateful that you showed up here and did this with us. This was awesome. Uh, we're we're very lucky to have uh, you you do stuff like that for us.
4: Well, I just want to thank all of you guys and the hashtag #nwa family for being extremely supportive. For staying with us. For being part of the Patreon. Continue to pay to support NWA. You know, not giving up on us. I know it's been a hard time for for wrestling has been a hard time for NWA and like people still hopeful that we're coming back soon and, and we're going to come, we're going to come back stronger and better. And um, we cannot thank you guys enough for, for keeping our name and, um, and the NWA, you know, relevant.
0: And go watch mission pro wrestling on the title match network on September 18th. Yes. Hell hath no fury. Yes. got to do that or else thunder will show up at your house. You know, she'll do it now. I will. <laughs> thank you very much ma'am we appreciate
4: All right. you you guys have a good night
0: you too buddy well that was thunder rosa there you no go big, no
2: big deal just, <laughs> just just the holder of the Burke hottest wrestler in the world
0: right at the moment no big deal that's just that's
2: just what we do on the show
0: welcome to the welcome. show everyone yeah, don't 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 ever say we don't do any surprises on this show, because uh, there she was, just right up right up top. Thunder Rosa shows up. You never know. Uh, I, I think we say it all the time. It's nice to remind everybody every once in a while. You never know who's going to show up on the live show. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, that was that was really nice of her. She didn't have to do that, and uh, that was. I mean, I don't want to talk too much out of school, but I think it's okay to say that. Like she reached out. And, and said that that's something she wanted to do that was like uh, just not even something like we were like trying to hound her we're, we're sure that a lot of people would like to talk to her right now that she was immediately willing and she wanted to come address the uh, hashtag NWA fam so you can't ask for more yeah. than that out of a fighting champion
1: and, and I think it just confirms I mean one of the things that I, I feel like we've been aware of that maybe if 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 you guys aren't paying really close attention to her and what she's doing and things like that. This whole process, you know, a lot of people have been, we mentioned it talking to her, you know, scared that like, Oh, AEW's poaching talent, this and that, and this and that. Thunder Rosa has gone into this the entire time carrying the NWA banner. She's had the belt every time she's been in there. And if you see and, and listen to what the things that she said, she went in there as an ambassador of the national wrestling Alliance to, as she said, you know put the nwa back on the map after this hiatus so you know I, i'm i her coming on here tonight and wanting to do that and being so available to us and to you guys the hashtag nwa fam just for confirmation that you know she's she's nwa she's she's doing this for all the right reasons and uh yeah i couldn't be prouder of her and and the nwa for how all this went down
2: and seeing that NWA on her trunks there at, at the uh, on the Dynamite show, and everything that she has done has been nothing but to promote. Uh, I mean, obviously herself, but also the National Wrestling Alliance. I mean, she she brought great dignity to that belt in a in a way that no one else has. She put it on a stage. I mean, this has to honestly, Gary, Will. I mean, you guys know. Thinking back, I can't I can't remember. And you had some great NWA women's champions and you'd have some great matches, but I can't remember that title being on a bigger stage ever than what it was last night. I can't I I can't I'm scratching my head thinking you'd have to go all the way back to Burke herself to think of something more important, more meaningful for the NWA women's division and women's wrestling
0: at large. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I, I was I was trying to think of this the other day too. Um, on Saturday, just about like, wow, this is a, this is a huge moment for the national wrestling Alliance. And, and a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Um, you know, that, that the outcome wasn't what we all hoped it would be, but I think in the long haul, this is, this is a big deal. And thunder thunder Rosa showed up on AEW and delivered an excellent match. And, uh, provided their champion with a, an excellent opponent that drew a lot of attention. I mean it, what I'm trying to get out I guess is that she delivered in every aspect that she could possibly uh, deliver on and the relationship between NWA and aew, I mean I think in this situation that you know if we if we go pull the curtain back even just a little bit, the idea that um, Billy Corgan, and Thunder Rosa worked that deal out with Tony Khan and AEW um, to have this this all happen. It, I feel like has to be an act of good faith, like to show they're willing to do business. Uh, like Nick Aldis always says, they're open for business. Um, I think this proves it that. Um, and 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 personally, I mean, I meant to ask her, and there was a couple of things I meant to ask her about, but she. You you know, she. I just felt like she's she's got to be tired. I can't believe she's doing this, and uh, but I wanted to ask her about the theme song, and I also wanted to ask her. I mean, AEW's out there right now teasing Sheeta Rosa too. They're already on
2: on like on on in an NWA audience, where 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 Thunder Rosa has the home field
0: advantage. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be amazing to see. So, I I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot left that's a lot of doors have opened up here a lot of possibilities this is a she i think she was an excellent ambassador for our favorite wrestling brand and walked right into aew and made that that brand look good and now people and for herself because now a lot of people know who thunder rosa is and they're going right. to want to know more about her and, uh, and
2: you, incognito you're, you're you're over here watching our show dude you're watching our show so i, I don't think the the freaking experiment failed you're
0: an idiot sorry oh, I think our, our mods got a hold of that one I yeah. didn't even see it so <laughs>
3: um
0: but anyway so yeah they um I mean that's that's it man it, it worked and hopefully it brings more eyes to the NWA uh, as time goes on so I'm I'm happy and uh yeah. I, I I couldn't have asked for more out of that anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we move into some like wrestling news and uh well I, I
2: just I guess I just wanted to touch on. I mean, are, do you think that either one of you all get a sense that uh, that coming off of this high of this match, that that now Lindsay Snow is particularly dangerous, and and, and we can't overlook Kimberly, like you like you mentioned, uh, uh, Gary to, to Thunder, you can't overlook her. Both of those are ex- are exceedingly dangerous opponents.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mainly also, I mean, not not even discounting Kimberly. I just mean. I wanted to make sure we got that in there just for the fact that it's like Thunder is not just leaving straight from all out into facing the American Kaiju. Thunder Rosa's got to stop off first. Like she's not taking a break in the middle of any of this. She went straight from Serena Deeb to Sheeta, and she's going to Kimberly and then to Lindsay Snow. Like a lot of these ladies are having like one match here and there, or a lot of, a lot of wrestlers in general are having that, and Thunder Rosa's out there busting her ass every single time that she can get booked on a card and prove what she can do. She's out there doing. It. I mean, you can't ask for a harder worker than Thunder Rosa right now. I mean, she's out there doing it. It's just it's impressive to me. So um, yeah, I think she's gotta be worried about Lindsay Snow. Lindsay Snow's got you know i don't know i don't know how long lindsey snow's been wrestling that's something i should probably look into sometime but i feel like she feels like she's less experienced um and so there's that factor but don't doubt her her ability and how dangerous she can be we've seen her if you've watched uh, the circle squared you've seen her and uh she's she doesn't play you can go watch her matches online right on youtube right now you can see a bunch of her stuff if there's anybody that'll tap you out in a second, it's, it's the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. So, uh, and also just saw somebody take Thunder to the absolute limit. So, um, I mean, you can't ask for a better tape to preview before a big match than that. So, I mean, I, I think that she's got the advantage over Sheeta even in that aspect of it. You know, she's, she's going to have a lot to look at before she gets into the ring with Thunder.
1: Well, and you got to imagine, you know, th- there's two scenarios here. Both of them are plausible. Either, either these women that are going to be facing Thunder coming up, either they're salivating at the chance to uh, kind of capitalize on this loss um, that, that just happened and try to, you know, kind of get one over on her. Or they're shaking in their boots because if they know Thunder Rosa and they've seen her, this has done nothing but light a bigger fire under her Uh, So she's likely to come out twice as dangerous in these matches like she just said it talking to us like these are gonna have to be barn burners now at this point because she's been on this stage and she's she's proven herself, uh, even even through a loss. And so, uh, you know, you got to wonder what's what's in these ladies heads right now, knowing they're going to finish. And then not to mention the entire rosters of the NWA. We mentioned Allison Kay, but the, the rest of the roster, UWN, who they're all going to be uh, on shows together here coming up when UWN primetime live starts. So, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what future holds?
0: It's going to be crazy. And if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what we're talking about when we talk about the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow, basing off against Thunder Rosa, that's all taking place on Friday, September the 18th, Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Hath No Fury coming out of Buda, Texas. As you heard Thunder Rosa just talk about, it's practically sold out. They are going to open up some more tickets. So there's still a chance to go see this thing live like our own Dr. Stinson is going to do. But if you're unable to do so, it's available on the Title Match Network. You can go subscribe to them right now, and you'll be able to view this event. I know we're all going to do it. Hopefully, everybody in the hashtag NWA fam is going to do it. We're excited. The NWA Women's Championship is on the line. The Burke is up for grabs by for a da- very dangerous opponent, and uh, it's it's going to be amazing. Not only that, there's a like six other matches scheduled for that thing, including uh, folks like Genevan uh, Muscles and Roxy, Alex Gracia, uh, Maddie Rinkowski, Red Velvet, who you've seen on AEW here recently. Speaking of AEW, Big Swole's going to be there. Elena Black versus Rachel Rose. There's just so many. La Rosa Negra, I'm, I'm probably missing something right off the top of my head, but. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event. I can't wait to watch this thing. Um, it's going to be exciting. So missionprowrestling.net, if you want some more details on that, they've got merch over there. Like Thunder Rosa said, uh, they're opening up uh, sponsorships for their next show, so they're already even planning that. So uh, things are looking up for it. Um, got to check that out. Support, support an independent wrestling promotion like Mission Pro Wrestling, especially one this is completely women run from top to bottom, all ladies involved in this thing from the cameras to the booking to the people in the ring i mean it's all done that way so it's going to be quite the uh quite the feat uh for everyone just involved to just put on a show like this Uh, i don't know if it's the first one of its kind completely like that but it's it's up there it's going to be historic i think
2: yeah yeah and i I i've long said i mean and this is no shade on sheeta at all that was an epic match but I, i i've long felt that uh that the the styles of Thunder Rosa and Lindsay Snow are very similar. And to me, this is this is this this is the Super Bowl right here. I mean, this you have an exquisitely dangerous and similar opponent in Lindsay Snow. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm excited to be there.
0: Amazing. All right, guys. Well, there's plenty to talk about this week. I mean, besides just Thunder Rosa 24-7, I mean well, we're going to talk about the AEW. I think we all three watched AEW all out. A lot of people in our chat watched all out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about wrestling news. There's one hot topic in wrestling uh, going on right now that I feel like is going to lead us into debate because we have like a historically capitalist just monster in the chat right now. <laughs> Um, or not in the chat. I'm sorry, like actually on screen with us right now. (laughs) uh, No, I just feel like it's going to be a big deal. So uh, we can jump into uh, talking about, I guess, what do you think? Start with the all out, just do some uh, recapping that event. Let's do it. Um, Well, let's do this. Let's go around the room here. Um, Overall, where were you guys at? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Like how are you feeling about uh, AEW all out overall.
1: I, I was overall, um, kind of thumbs sideways. I mean, I, if not for, for Thunder Rosa, I would have been very underwhelmed. Um, so that wasn't definitely a high point. It was definitely exciting. And and there was some, some good storytelling and things like that. Things that I like, um, about it, I think, and, and Gary, we were chatting and I think you echoed this sentiment as well. I, I was, I was very disappointed in the tag title match and and that whole just the match as a whole it just never gripped me I I never I never felt bought into it like I thought I was going to um and then you know obviously we'll we'll get into the the details and and talk about this but the Matt Hardy incident and the injury kind of just overshadowed everything and so there was just like this weird dark cloud and and it was just it was weird It, it wasn't again except for thunder rosa strikes it just didn't really feel like a polished clean aew show you know
2: yeah i, I i'm kind of with will on that I, I would give it a slight thumbs up i think like there, there are two there are marked differences between the first half of the show and the second half with thunder rosa's uh match being sort of the redeeming turning point i, I definitely feel like the second half was stronger or at least more intriguing um I know we, we've had a lot of really strong opinions on like the orange cast, the uh, Jericho uh, contest actually was kind of pleased with that. Um, and then, uh, you know, watching MJF, MJF is always fun. Um, I was really, really, especially uh, after, after dynamite, I was really, really intrigued by this one as well. And I was, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't hundred percent disappointed. in it. So I'd give it a, I'd give it a slight, I'm, I'm with Will with a slight thumbs up. I'd give it a, if I were grading on a four-point scale, I'd give it a two-plus a two, a two plus or a three-minus.
0: Yeah, I, I think that I it rounded out by the end for me that things played out pretty well. Um, but I, I did feel like the show overall was a bit long, and uh, I felt like the match – matches like some of the matches could have been tightened up a little bit and i mean you know obviously i always feel weird talking about stuff that way i'm no expert by any means it just as a fan that's my opinion that um some of the stuff just went that dragged out a little bit and so uh you know and and it's weird to me that that happened because um you know obviously one of the matches was clearly cut short and so it's just uh it's kind of interesting to me that, uh, that 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 would be the issue. Uh, but, I mean, we can talk about stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, the, you know, we I don't know. Do you guys want to run through the results of all of the things? Okay. Uh, so so basically, we're looking at, I mean, in the buy-in portion of it, I don't know if you guys watch this. Joey Janela fought Serpentico uh, or Serpent. Is that how you say it? Serpentico. Yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at my job uh did you did you guys check this out any thoughts there
1: yeah I saw it 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 was decent um I like Joey Janela I like him and Sonny Kiss being kind of partnered up I think that's a cool dynamic and um you know uh I I just I like Joey Janela in general I mean it was a great match for the buy-in I mean I it's ironic I mean there wasn't a lot of buy-in from me but it was just it was a good wrestling match
2: yeah you're right it was it was solid I mean you're you're, you know it's a um (laughs) <laughs> so, it, it, storytelling and narrative helps these kinds of things and when you lack it that that takes away from some of the umph but um you know it was solid it was quality
0: yeah i think uh will brings out the the biggest point to me i i do i do like luther i think luther seems kind of cool um obviously i'm a luchador fan but the um uh, something about luther strikes me as like looking cool like i want to see some more out of what happens with him but uh, the biggest part of that match for me is, uh, clearly I think Joey Janella and Sonny Kiss have some really good chemistry and, uh, right. I'd like to see more out of them as they, they go along. I think there's something, something to be done with those guys. And, um, all right. Uh, then, uh, there was the, I guess then, uh, there's the private party versus dark orders three and four that took place. Uh, private party defeated these guys, uh, pretty athletic match, just, uh, uh, I mean, nothing like majorly uh, eventful, I don't think, out of this one. But uh, overall, I mean, you know, just a run-of-the-mill match, right?
1: Yeah, I'm having trouble overall getting really behind Private Party. I was at first, and they, I felt like they kind of bursted on the scene at AEW and really made a name for themselves and then fizzled out. And I think you can say that at this point about a lot of AEW talent that looked promising. I mean, we talked about it last week with Scorpio Sky and some comments that he made. I know he was on the show, but, you know, was, he kind of came out and, and, I mean, he had a title match at one point, you know, with with Jericho and then hasn't really been featured that much since. So I think Private Party for me is kind of in that same camp where I want to be behind them and I, and I want to get excited about all their matches, but I just don't have a reason to be yet. And so they're very physical, very athletic, very entertaining. But again, from from storyline and where they're typically positioned in stories – I just I'm not behind
2: it yet, right? So is this a, is this a booking issue? Because I'm with you. Like I I, I, I actually to me, I really like private party a lot. I mean oh, I do too. Of I do too. Tag teams, and I just feel like that the the situations haven't been there. Even this match was like you're you're wrestling some B some B team guys from the dark order, and this is a team that I think could easily easily be maneuvered into into the tag championship conversation, you know, because they are, everything you said, Will, they're energetic, they're fun, they're funny, they're entertaining, they're electrifying. Um, they, AEW's got to understand what they're sitting on here because I think this is going to be one of the notable tag teams.
0: Yeah, um, the, the Dark Order's definitely picking up um, in, in their storylines, at least, or it seems seem more relevant that they have uh, since they started out here, but uh, we'll see um the uh next match up in the um pre-show no actually this ended up it was going to be on the pre-show and it ended up being the first match of the show it's the tooth and nail match with uh big swole versus dr Britt baker dmd um and uh this is basically it taking place in Britt baker's dentist office or so they tell us that it was her dentist office she has a couple of degrees hanging on the wall and um uh, a lot of interference from Rebel in this one. Uh, Swole ended up defeating Britt Baker uh, when she uh, shoved a needle full of Novocaine into her leg and uh, then put the gas mask on her. I think they were literally trying to murder each other in the match, I believe. And uh, Swole, Swole ended up succeeding in that. Guys, this match was not for me. I'm just gonna say it. I was, I, I, I did not like this and I, I apologize. I like both of the ladies involved, uh, officially in the match. Um, but I did, I just, this one did not have me. This, this started the show off, uh, rough for me.
1: Yeah. hundred percent with you. And, and it pains me to say, because I'm a huge fan of Big Swole and a huge fan of Britt Baker since her heel turn. I think she's been one of the shining spots on AEW since she turned heel. And this just, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to keep the kind of cinematic element in there and trying to do something different. Obviously it's different. Um, but I definitely think it missed the mark. And, and I just, I, I didn't realize, as you said, that it was supposed to be on the pre-show. If if so, that might've made more sense, but I even so, I question it being the first match on the pay per view. Um, you know, I mean, you're not concerned at that point if people are watching it; they've already paid for it, uh, so they're going to watch the whole thing. But I don't know. I, I just would have put it somewhere else as filler, um, not started the show off with it, or even ended the buy in with it, if that was the original plan. Um, so I don't know. I question that, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't discredit either of those ladies in my eyes. Again, it just goes back to production and storytelling and, and booking and things like that. I want to see these two ladies in a match in the ring. Um, I would have much rather seen that.
2: 100%, man. This 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 should have been a regular match because you're talking about two of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And uh, uh, I, I don't, and, and I think I speak for all of us here, I don't particularly favor a gimmick match like this. Uh, it seems way too contrived and, and – uh, <clears throat> You know, I, I love Britt Baker. I think she is phenomenal. Man, she's she's a great personality. I love her being a heel. Um, and I don't even believe in heels. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I, I would much rather have seen this. I don't mind this being the opening contest as long as it's in the ring. This would have been a great opening match under gentlemen's rules, you know. Um, and, you know, you Big Swole got a win, but it was in this gimmick match. You know, it doesn't really count. So, you, she needs to get that win between between
0: the ropes you know yeah I would say that that's that's the big factor of it there was just a lot of gimmickry involved in this one and it just didn't play out well it just felt sloppy like it just I don't know like if if you're going to do a cinematic match to me um I mean I I I still think I mean arguably I guess the best one that still ever happened is that AJ and Undertaker one and uh there's been some attempts but I don't know. It's just the more people try to do these kind of matches that just don't feel like they, and this one tried to keep it at one, you know, like it was like it, it didn't even feel pre-taped or anything necessarily. Like it felt like they were filming this thing live and and maybe they were, I don't know, but um, it just, I don't know. It could have used some, could have used some uh, cinematic magic, I think, somewhere in there if you're going to do it
2: that undertaker match you're referring to that's right up there man with uh, with the uh, the main event the boner yard match and talking shopper mania i mean you have to you got
0: to put that in the discussion for a greatest <laughs> cinematic matches sure there you go uh so what we'll call the official opener of the show is actually going to be jurassic express versus the young bucks and now this match i thought was excellent i actually really enjoyed this match myself uh and uh, I, I'd like to say that well we'll have a lot of things to say about this. We'll, we'll get your thoughts first. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks?
1: I, I thought it was great. Um, I love good tag team wrestling, as always. And uh, there's, a, there's a big story being told, you know, with the Bucks and the Elite and Cody's absence from TV after losing his title. Um, so there's, there's like a tension in the air, you know, anytime the Elite are – are on the screen. And there's obviously tension between Kenny and, and hangman, which we'll get to and that whole ish, that, that whole deal. But um, I don't, the, the bucks seem angry, you know, they, they don't seem like they're having a, a ton of fun. And uh, that's, that's a cool story development for me. They seem like that they're out to prove something, which is different for them because they always kind of have had that, uh, I mean, they've always had a chip on their shoulder, but they always kind of have that swagger about them. And now I feel like they're they're out to prove something. So it's kind of a different side of them that we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, that was that was hundred percent. Sorry, Rob. I, one of the things I wanted to point out is that I I've never, you know, I, I don't mean this as a knock, but I've just never cared anything necessarily for the young bucks. Like I've never they've never been like that team for me at all. But ever since that gauntlet match, man. Every match I see them in, I'm like, these guys are really good. Like, I feel like they're good, and um, and I know a lot of people will hate me for saying that. I know that's like a polarizing comment to make, but when they've added this aggression to their style, like it feels it feels right. Like, I feel like there's some other level of them now that I'm seeing, and um, and and even in this match, I mean, they they kind of had the heel role in this going up against a perfect like baby face team and like it doesn't it it doesn't like jungle boys right up there like vying for like a top baby face position with like Tim Storm you know like a guy that's just like uber likable and like you just want to see him come out on top and he's even got the like the size thing for him that it's just like you're you want to see him like come back and and Luchasaurus is just something special I think I don't he's a big man that moves like no big man should and it's just weird and i don't know that he'd get over or get away with it if he were anything else other than calling himself the luchasaurus but they let him do it and anyway i'm sorry rob go ahead with your no thoughts. no
2: no man everything you said i think i, I like the young bucks I, I uh you know i think that's one of those things where every now and again here you you know there's a, a team or a personality that's very talented because the you know, their, their peers speak so highly of them. I never felt A.J. Styles. I never felt Randy Orton. I've got my own personal criticisms, but I know that they're big-time talents because guys like Nick Aldis sing their praises all the time regularly. So it's just a matter of fact. Regardless, our opinion on this is irrelevant. The Bucks are, are an amazing talent. I never really felt them either. Um, you know, the, the, they're just too goody, too goody-goody, but they can certainly move and do their business. Luchasaurus now, man. I, I like this guy, but I always, like, he reminds me so much of Thomas Latimer. If I didn't know that it was Judas Devlin behind that mask, I would think that Latimer's actually putting a hint of tattoos on his back and all that to to, to deceive us, man. But because he's a big dude, man. And, and, and Latimer's a big guy. He's my favorite non-Scottish Scottish Scottish wrestler. And he, you know, and he, but he can move, man. I love luchasaurus. I think, I would like to see him in the in the singles pitcher. If I didn't like, you know, Jungle Boy so much and, and uh, the chemistry between them is so good, um, I really like what I'm seeing. It's very entertaining. But Luchasaurus, man, I think is a guy that is a, a very agile, like unusually agile, freakishly agile for a big guy. Just got a good look, very smooth. And, you know, I like the Luchasaurus gimmick. I'd love to see him in the singles pitcher, man.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there's something there for him to do. I mean, and eventually, I mean, I, I, I guess I feel that way about Jungle Boy as well. So, um, yeah, some, somewhere down the line, that's, that's bound to happen. Um, next up uh, was the Casino Battle Royal. Um, let's see here. So I'll just look at this little report from Bleacher Report. So in group one, you had uh, Trent, Ray Phoenix, Christopher Daniels, Jake Hager, and The Blade. Group two, Big Will Hops and Tina and Ortiz. Chuck Taylor and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, and then group three was Billy Gunn, Pintel, Zero M, and Ricky Starks. Oh, and Brian Cage, both of Team Taz. Um, and then group four, Sean Spears, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, Sonny Kiss, and Lance Archer. And then, of course, the, um, the Joker belonged to um, our friend Matt Seidel, who came in. So, a lot like to cut, uh, unpack here. I thought this was actually a pretty fun battle Royal myself. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun. There was some good stories going on in different parts throughout. Uh, you had like the Lance Archer, Brian cage rivalry thing that was going on. Obviously the Ricky Stark Darby Allen stuff, Eddie Kingston was in there being all manipulative. Um, and, uh, all of that now, I mean, unfortunately one of the things that's going to stand out is Matt Seidel's entrance, uh, you know, I don't know the, um, the exact, uh, specifics on this, but I think that, um, it was really hot and humid there. And so that rope was probably wet, but he ended up uh, taking a bump there, an unintentional bump. I mean, he slipped and fell off of the, uh, uh, ropes when he, um, tried to do his shooting star press, I believe. But, uh, anyway, uh, wherever you guys want to go first with that.
1: Yeah, I uh, um, so J. Cal and I talked about battle royals on the Friday hot tag this week. So, if you want my full opinion on battle royals, go check that out. Uh, short version is I'm not a huge fan of them, partly because the rules have been so muddied over time. There's different gimmicks involved, obviously, with the casino battle royale. You know, you've got four clusters of people that come out at different times. I'm just not a huge fan of the format. To, to you know not to be a, a Debbie Downer on the whole deal I know it's oh, a great late. opportunity it's a great opportunity to uh to showcase and to debut people like Matt Seidel um but it's it falls flat for me unless it's like really spectacular and so this just did fall flat for me I, there was not really any points that I got super excited um and then when Lance Archer won you know it's kind of like yeah duh you know like he's He's, he's huge. He's the murder Hawk. Like, of course he won. And it's like, now he gets another title shot. So even just the outcome wasn't really, it was kind of underwhelming for me and nothing against Lance Archer. And I think him and and John Moxley will put on a hell of a match, a title match, but um, yeah, just overall, it was just flat.
2: Yeah. And, and Will and I are agreeing a lot right now so that we can disagree very passionately later in the show, but I have to agree with Will, man. He's, He's spot on. I like Lance Archer. I think, uh, I think he's, a, he's like, you know, he's like carrying cross, man. He's just this devastating machine that's just laying waste and obviously Moxley's in his crosshairs and, and, uh, all that. But I, I guess I was disappointed because they were teasing Eddie Kingston there. And I was, I was starting to think that Eddie Kingston was going to win this. I was getting really, really excited. And I, again, not, no shade on Lance Archer. He's good, but, but that's Eddie Kingston's my boy, man. <laughs> you know? And so, I was so like let down by that 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 really covered color and and like Will said I don't like these kinds of matches anyway they they cut against my nature and what I think about what this what this sh- the stage should be and what it should establish and I don't think anybody really gained anything from this Lance Archer what your your opinion of Lance Archer didn't change after this match mm. you know we already knew who he was so it didn't like if you're gonna do this kind of match it needs to be set up to tell, to, to, to put a spin on a story or to throw a twist in there or something. We didn't learn anything new from this that we didn't already know other than the fact that Eddie King can go. But those of us in the NWA fam, we already knew that. So maybe the national audience didn't, but so that that's a plus, but we already knew everything that they were trying to explain in that. So,
1: yeah. And I mean, one of the advantages, if, if you are going to list the advantages of a battle royal is it's a chance for an underdog to get a shot, Right. I wouldn't consider Lance Archer an underdog. That's a scary dude. He's got the he's got the street cred and and the, the reputation to have a title match that doesn't that doesn't seem like a long shot for me. So it would have been more entertaining for an Eddie Kingston or a Ricky Starks or somebody like somebody to come out on top that, hey, now they're getting a title shot where they might not have gotten one before that's a chance to do that so to have that and then just give someone a title shot that like probably could have got one on their own merit and their own toughness it just doesn't do it for me
0: yeah um you know the thing i don't think i'm as hard on the lance archer decision as you guys are um but i can see your points and a lot of people were uh, in the chat were saying that you know um it it kind of gave away the uh, main event for them feeling like john moxley had to had to retain uh, with Lance Archer winning the battle royal. That's a risky run, I think, anytime with something like that. But um, it, it when you're giving somebody a title shot out of it, like even with the Royal Rumble, maybe. But it just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept. Um, I, I mean, so why don't not you harder on it? Because like what you're saying is
2: like we were all thinking that, like this totally was it was a spoiler match. So you know, come down hard, bro. Don't don't sugar.
0: Sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, I mean, I really, I really didn't, it didn't bother me. Like I didn't, I honestly, I didn't go into this pay-per-view expecting MJF to win. Like I thought that he would get this far and that he was undefeated and that was fine, but I just didn't see MJF. It's like, look, I love MJF. I'm not putting anything against him. I think he's a great heel. He's doing a good job, all of that. I still feel like I just, I can't picture him as the guy yet. And so I wasn't, I just, I just didn't expect it. So I wasn't even thinking of it that way when I was watching the show, to be honest with you, I wasn't even thinking about it. And I also think that in my mind, Lance Archer walks a line and he's been kind of, he'll beat up whoever gets in his way. And so I feel like there, there could be programs uh, with him. Like you, you could picture, like, even if it was MJF, like MJF using Wardlow to protect him from Lance Archer and, like this sort of stuff. So I don't know, I guess it just didn't, it didn't phase me either way. I also look at Lance Archer as you want him to be a big deal. They obviously brought him in as a big deal. And almost the same with like Brody Lee that, where it's like, okay, if he keeps losing, you know, he like Brody Lee came in and got the match with Mox immediately and then lost. And then it's like, all right, well, if you don't want him to lose anything, then he has to pick up steam again, which they did. They, they had him pick up steam and he ended up going on to beat Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. I feel sort of similarly about Lance Archer, where he has plowed his way through the roster and then got the match with Cody Rhodes and, uh, and then lost to Cody in an epic match. And then it's like, OK, well, he got to the spot, had a big loss, and now he's got to start over. And they did the right thing, I think, by him is that he immediately just went back to just beating up dudes again. But it's like, he also has to win a big one every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? And so, and they were especially building up to this Brian Cage and Lance Archer thing. And then I'm like, wow, who do you, who are you going to use there? Because now Brian Cage has technically lost to Mox and Lance Archer's lost to Mox. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, when I was thinking about it, I was trying to think of it outside of like, okay, how would you, play this out and it just I don't know it felt okay to me that Lance Archer finally won a big match
2: yeah I mean I I feel like uh there there's so many things to in what you said many of which I agree with and I don't see Lance Archer as a. T- when I think about who who other than Moxley would hold the belt like who, who do I look at as like championship world championship material I think of Jericho obviously I think of Brody Lee And I think of MJF, like, I think MJF is ready today. I don't like them. I've been critical on this show. You know that. So I'm not, this is not like, I'm not selling anything. That's like, I mean, I think MJF is ready today. And the streak, man, it's like, when you're dealing with a streak, if you're going to drop the streak, it better be freaking like really big. So I I had in the back of my mind, I thought maybe MJF might've was going to win this match. tonight. I mean, when it went into the, the, uh, the booking and the story writing, I thought there was a, there was a chance. It was a slim chance, but I thought there was a chance that MJF is going to walk out with a title, but I felt like um, the Archer thing totally, totally spelt, you know, spilt the means, you know what I mean? So that that's where my disappointment came from. And I don't see Archer as I see him as a big guy doing, a you know, wreaking a lot of havoc and, and but I don't see him. If, if Archer got the belt, it would be a very WWE esque
0: move. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I guess at the end of the, well, and we're going to talk about more of this too, because I could use that same uh, logic with somebody else coming up here too. Um, the, um. but yeah, I, I don't know that I see Lance beating Mox for the title. Um, so you might ask yourself, why, why would, why do it then? And, uh, yeah. and, I, and I've seen somebody in the chat, I'm stealing, so I want to be fair to Ronald Justin in the chat. He's asking the same question about Orange Cassidy, but we'll, We'll get to him in a second. So, um, so because you think to to your point, Gary, you were saying you know your Brody Lee absolutely
2: devastated Cody, who Archer lost to, and so it like it it, see, it just and it'd be different if for like a heat of match, but the Brody Lee match was so decisive. It was like it was like when the Road Warriors beat the Midnight Express in like two minutes for the belts. It's like you know this is right here. This is establishing the fact that these guys are in a different league. Even in a team as great as the Midnight Express. Brody Lee is the real deal. He's the real deal. He, he is the once in future. I mean, he is going to be the the world champion at some point. I don't get that sense from Lance Archer at all. I mean, no shade on him. I think he's fun. I think he serves a purpose as a devastating guy, like a like a cage and all that. But I don't see just the way that they've got to do a lot of reinventing and and rescripting if they're going to bring him into the picture. So I just felt like that. To me, it didn't resonate with me.
0: So who do you um, – who who would you have had when, Like, who who would you guys have – Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston or Ricky Starks.
2: Uh, I think in a match like that, you use that well, match. Okay, well, that feels obvious for, for our show. But, this is look, the – for me, NWA that's product. the obvious answer, though. That's <laughs> the obvious answer. <laughs> but Eddie was- Kingston – why <laughs> – if there this was is any amazing. way for
1: Nick Aldis to win, that's what Robert. <laughs>
0: yeah, <right>? Aldis did. <laughs> I would have taken Thunder Nick Aldis Rosa. winning that. Thunder Rosa and then defeating John that. Moxley.
2: <laughs> I mean, Eddie Kingston was in it. Did you not get a sense that, holy cow, Eddie
0: Kingston is about to win this? I you didn't, know, no, I did. I was super excited. I thought it would be badass if Eddie Kingston strolled into AEW and got immediately shoved into the main event picture. Also, by the way, I could see that playing out. I feel like that's an easy story to tell, especially now that he is Heading up a group here, like a little faction. I mean, it, it feels like you could really do something with that. With him chasing Mox for for the title. Yeah, and he's doing the little wink thing. Like he's com- he's clearly
2: self interested here. You, you want
0: know, to put over different. his brains? Then he walks in and he devises a plan immediately to get to get to the top. So yeah, I, I could buy that.
1: To your point, Gary, and to your question of who, who would you like to win, I think that's the overall indictment on this battle royal is I'm sitting there watching it, and there's not anybody that I was like, ooh, I would love for them to win. I would love to see them get a title shot. And that's just, they they just haven't, you know, AEW is growing and evolving, and we talk about it a lot, but there's just not a, a big title picture, right? I mean, even whoever ends up there, it's usually a surprise, and they'll do a great job booking it, but like outside of that, there's not really anybody that you're like, okay, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there looking at the battle Royal and there wasn't a clear favorite. And to me that kind of deflated the whole situation. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one aspect. The other aspect of it when we talk about the title and I guess we'll get into this later, but I just, I just assumed it was a foregone conclusion MJF wouldn't win um, because I, I just personally don't think that they're going to, change the world title until they have a crowd to pop for it not with moxley carrying the title i think he's going to carry it for a long time so that's what worries me too about lance archer i mean is he going to come in there again and and lose to mox like what's that going to do for his story arc and then they are definitely going to have to reinvent him at that point you know because he's a guy that's come in and he's lost to cody in a big match and he's lost to john moxley in a big match
0: maybe they just feel like if he gets all the way to the top then that's an okay match to to lose I, or something.
1: I, I guess, but from a booking standpoint, it feels a little bit like backing yourself into a corner with this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always think mean, like the TNT
2: belt was better placed on Archer and the World's Championship better placed on Brody Lee, you know,
0: yeah. but
2: that's just an opinion.
0: But, but higher, I'm with too, i would Will, that I, yeah, I, I think, I, <laughs> dude, the the problem with all of this, for a lot of it, at least for me, is crowds. Like, crowds still add so much more. And I'll be honest, another criticism I could lob towards AEW, and I mean this with love, is that um, I feel like now that they've let fans in, um, the wrestlers along the uh, ringside are not as loud and rambunctious as they once were. And maybe they're counting on the crowd noise. And I've heard that maybe the crowd noise is loud in the building, but it does not come across as well on television I don't think, like, I feel like I would heavily mic those people because I I just, I don't know. I, a lot of these matches, I really wish I could have, like, God help me, I, I felt like Thunder Rosa and Sheeta would have just had the people. And, uh, you know, and, and and maybe even, maybe I'd have felt differently about FTR and stuff. And and these are all matches we still going to get to, but I just felt, like I wonder how much difference it would make if, like, a lot of these matches had appeared in front of a hot crowd instead. So anyway, that's besides the point. Whatever. Lance Archer rules. You guys suck. He does. <laughs> Lance Archer rules. Wow. We, we didn't learn anything
2: new about Lance Archer that we didn't already know. You're absolutely right. He's a freaking – he's awesome.
0: I love him, man. But,
2: you know, you, you get more out of letting you know putting over an Eddie Kingster or Ricky Starks and putting Lance Archer over in a match like that. Plus, the other thing is, like, in a match like that, why isn't everybody ganging up on the big guy? You know, get him out. That's what you would do, right? That's what I would do. Two very big guys in this. Well, actually,
1: Eddie three King,
0: technically if you count Hager.
1: To, to yeah. your point, Kingston rallied his guys, and they did try to, to get yeah. Lance Archer out at one point, but that was the only time that, that they did that.
0: And, and imagine and so if, that we don't uh, we don't ignore it, uh, a lot of people in the chat are saying this. I've seen this talked about online. Apparently, Eddie Kingston did not ever go over the top rope, so a lot of people are shouting, uh, Eddie got screwed. Got so, screwed,
2: yeah. Imagine a bearded trio battle royal, man. When the, the, the two little guys, me and Gary, who's only four foot, teamed up on the big guy, Will. Nice, me I'm the Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: Hey, my yeah. son's middle name, my son's middle name is Archer,
0: by the way. So a little biased. I may be four foot nine. I'm short, but I'm very girthy, like a lot of things. <laughs> That's
1: true, I <laughs> <You> can
0: confirm. <laughs> There's oh man, okay, let's move on. Um, so. Next up on AEW All Out was the controversial uh, matchup between uh, what I would argue probably overshadowed most of what happened on the show at a certain point was the Broken Rules match, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Um, it obviously did not live up to what anybody expected because the match, I mean, it started off fine enough with uh, Guevara chasing Matt Hardy with a golf cart, but the long and short of it is is that uh, the... Went on, they went onto a scissor lift and uh, got up top, and uh, they—I think it was Guevara—was even like spearing Matt Hardy off of the scissor lift, and they had two tables side by side down below it, but completely missed the first one and pretty much missed the second one as well. And Matt Hardy cracked the back of that head on the concrete, and I mean, I don't think anybody even realized uh how bad it was at first because even I think the cameras kept showing it too they were like oh, oh holy crap you know but it wasn't till like Aubrey's like throwing up the x and stuff I, I mean I feel like I feel like she felt like something was going on and I was like I don't know when I was watching it I was kind of man Matt's really selling this like he is not moving and uh turns out he yeah just really knocked himself cold there for a minute and uh Anyway, somehow the match still, they, they called it, but Doc Sampson okayed everything a few minutes later, and they still went and climbed up a tower, and uh, Matt Hardy tossed Sammy Guevara down into some stuff below and, and technically won the match. And I get it. If Matt would have lost, then um, it, uh, he was supposed to leave AEW, so I guess they were trying to salvage that. But this gets into the, the, the murky territory, or not even murky, man. If a dude knocks himself cold, in the middle of a match especially with what we know these days about everything with head trauma and concussions and everything else um this match should have just been mixed I would say but uh what say you guys on Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara
1: um well I you know a lot of it's going to be personal preference I I don't I don't really just love and get excited about these like high dangerous spots. I just don't. As a wrestling fan and as an NWA fan, I like it when guys get in the ring between the ropes, gentlemen's rules, as Rob likes to always refer to, and and they duke it out. We like prize fights. That's what we talk about on here. So this is just this isn't just not my cup of tea at all to begin with. But then I just felt like that spot was just so unnecessary. It was so unnecessarily dangerous. You got a guy like Matt Hardy, who, yeah, he can still go, but he's he's got more days in his rear view uh, of his wrestling career than he does in front of him. And so, why be that irresponsible, you know? And, and it's it's partly on Matt, you know, because I know he wants to go out there and I know he wants to wow people. I know that he's a competitor and he wants to do that kind of stuff. But it's it's also on AEW for not seeing that spot i mean if you fall off of a lift and hit the back of your head on concrete like they didn't even have pads or mats or a couple of other tables you know behind it to cushion the ball. i mean he just smacked his head on the concrete and that was obvious the way he was acting after that and then again it just left this like bad taste in my mouth for the whole rest of the pay-per-view and they kept referencing it you know tony kept mentioning it and um, the commentary and things like that and it's just like I just kept seeing that in my mind and going, Oh gosh, like, I hope he's okay. You know how much of this is a work and how much of it is, is, is true, you know? And then you got all the stuff going on on Twitter with his wife sharing stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's the gray area for, for professional wrestling where it's like, you you want the believability, but at the same time, like there's a line, right. And, and you don't, you don't really want to see these guys like get paralyzed or, or get, have concussions and have their life cut short, you know? And so it just, I don't know, left a bad taste in my mouth. It, it was weird from there on out for me.
0: Rob, yeah. as a, as a um, you know, throwing to you here in a second, I, I just wanted to add in too, like Will said, uh, Rebby Hardy was very vocal about this on Twitter and being very disappointed and upset. Well, actually very disappointed is downplaying how how she was about this. She was pretty pissed off uh, it's an easier way of saying it. Uh, Tony Khan apparently did start the post-media scrum for AEW All Out with addressing the Matt Hardy situation. Um, he said that first, uh, first and foremost, health and safety of the performers is always the most important thing to AEW, and it noted and he noted that it looks like Matt will be okay. Uh, he then explained that he stopped the match after the spot gone wrong. Then he sent the doctor to check on Matt since he was concerned Hardy might be hurt. Tony says. He had them ring the bell to pause the match. The doctor checked on Matt, though he de- The Doctor checked on Matt, though, and deemed him fit to continue under protocol. Khan also said the doctor was not pressured by anybody into clearing Matt and said Hardy himself would not have the ability to overturn a decision made by the doctor. Tony also claimed Matt Hardy passed concussion protocol after coming to the back and that the trip to the hospital was done as a precaution. It was not something any of us enjoyed, he added. It was something that was a very scary moment. Um, as a doctor yourself, Rob, uh, do you feel like <laughs> do, you, do you feel like uh, Matt Hardy could have been cleared there, or or what are your overall thoughts of this this whole situation and how it was handled? I think this is the very reason why we get on here week after week and criticize
2: the WWE. This a, a match of this type, by the way, has no place in the business. Uh, if, if, you, if, if that's what you're into, that's great, but it's not pro wrestling. It's not combat simulated sports under gentlemen's rules, as Will just said. All it does is get people hurt. It doesn't really further the story any, any more than a, a, just a regular match would. I mean, just have a regular match and do the same thing and, and tell a story the way that we want the story to be told and not put people's careers in jeopardy. It's just dumb to me. And I'm going to tell you, yeah – Matt Hardy doesn't have the right to overrule a doctor's decision. I get it. But I promise you, Matt Hardy was there pleading with that doctor, let this match continue. I promise you that's what happened. He was like, I, it can't end this way. Let it continue. I'm okay. That bears influence. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this, this was dumb. I hated it. I didn't like anything
0: about it. I'll tell you what, too. It's the second move. We, we didn't even mention it, and I meant to in the in the uh, Battle royal situation before. Uh, the matchup the, – with i mean where where darby allen was put inside the body bag and got power bombed by brian cage that was also a pretty scary spot because i don't know how you know even what the hell is going on when you're inside of a body bag getting power bombed somewhere you know i i feel like that i feel like it's pretty important that 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 you, you have some clarity on where you're at in in that move and uh Darby Allen clearly didn't I don't know I don't maybe that wasn't scary for everybody but it looked like he got jacked up there too and maybe uh, I love I love fun wrestling violence as much as the next guy but they, it feels like they gotta pull back sometimes
1: yeah it just seems like they're they're overdoing it a little bit with that stuff I mean I, I have a lot of visuals from watching aew over the past year of these backstage, high spots dangerous stuff smashing through glass and i know it's gimmick class or whatever but like that stuff is good but i i'm more of a proponent of that being used as like a shock factor not an every week or every pay-per-view type thing you know and it seems like that's the direction they're going and if that's the case like i'm not into that um so there may and again you know like we've said there may be people that are and that's fine but just know that if that's what you like, then you like something that's like putting guys careers in jeopardy. And that's putting people, people at risk, people who have wives and children and husbands and, and children. And like, it's, you know, it's, it's the great debate. I mean, we we've been having this debate since, you know, death match wrestling and all this stuff, you know, has come out in the, in the past couple of decades. And like, it's, it's just one of those things, and I think it will continue to be a debate, but I think for AEW's sake, it would be in their best interest to tone it down a little bit, and maybe this, I hate that it happened, but maybe this was a wake-up call of sorts for them to say, okay, maybe we should back off of, of these, you know, really dangerous spots just to get a shock and all reaction, and let's, let's keep it a little more pro wrestling.
2: And I think by the nature of the case, the way that the AEW was founded and the way it started, it was founded under premises of, hey, this is going to be wrestling like you used to know, like you used to love. Um, I mean, is there even a place for it? I mean, the WWE is a different animal, and I get it. I understand that there it's different strokes for different folks, and that people go to the WWE because of some of that cinematic stuff and the gimmicks, but that's not, I mean, I think by and large, AEW puts out a great product by and large. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more pleased than disappointed with what they do. I just feel, like, disappointed that we have to resort to these kind of tactics, you know?
1: Yeah, agreed. And, I mean, that's, that's my point, too. And, I mean, we obviously come from the perspective of, of history, legacy, and tradition. And, and we didn't see that happen to Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like, they – but they were able to capture that same shock and awe. They could have moments – you can have moments in the ring – that have that same kind of, of, of shock and awe factor without putting guys' lives in jeopardy. You know what I mean? And now these guys are professionals and it's a dangerous, dangerous sport, but so their lives are kind of always in danger and it's important that they be highly trained, but a spot like that is just, you're in danger no matter how you can't train for a spot like that. You can't train for having your head hit the concrete. You know what I mean? And that's, that's where I draw the
2: line. And, and, you know, throw in a gimmick. I mean, throw in a, Throw in a steel cage, throw in lumberjacks, you know, if you, if you, if you're just persistent on adding a twist to the story that gives someone the edge or takes an edge away, or is going to add a different twist, do it, but do it in the ring, you know, under, 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 under rules and circumstances that we can recognize and, and decipher. That's all I'm saying.
0: Is that all you're saying, Rob?
1: I have a feeling that's not all you're going to say, <laughs> but that's
0: <laughs> Um, all right well uh we would be remiss if we didn't move on to the very next matchup uh which was thunder rosa versus sikara champion versus champion for the aew women's championship uh and uh this i mean this was just a brawl this was a fight a prize fight if you if you 100%. will and uh the uh let's see according to bleacher report they just uh they started off here. Rosa lost herself off a steel chair with a big knee to the face, taking a page out of the book of her opponent before working over Sheeta's battered body by stretching her around the ring post. Building confidence, she talked trash and delivered a double leg drop to the back. Uh, or a double leg drop, sorry. I'm not good at reading. Sheeta attempted to fight her <laughs> way back into the match with the stretch muffler, but Rosa counted, countered out. Sheeta delivered a jumping knee followed by a brain buster for two. The fight continued with Rosa gaining the upper hand. Sheeta fought her off with a big superplex followed by a Meteora on the entrance ramp. Back in the ring, the competitors exchanged strikes before Sheeta delivered her trademark falcon arrow, and Rosa kicked out, stunning Sheeta. The AEW champion applied the stretch muffler, but Rosa reached the bottom rope to force the break. Sheeta continued her fight and put Rosa away, finally, with a running knee to earn the victory. Uh, Guys, I loved this match. I I was super impressed. Even more so impressed, I mean people are going to there are some people that are going to be angry no matter what we say here. There are going to be people that disagree with us. There are going to be people that are already mad that Thunder Rosa was there in the first place. There are going to be people especially mad that Thunder Rosa did not come out of this match on top. Uh but I don't know what else people I mean obviously people would have loved to have seen Thunder Rosa win this and then that would have carried on, but Thunder Rosa was I mean she's a contracted NWA star. So this has to make business sense. So eventually, eventually, Thunder Rosa was going to have to, she's doing, she's doing work to help the company here is what I'm trying to say. Um, And the, the the only other way you could have gotten out of this, I think was with a, some kind of scrum there at the end, Nia Jax interferes or something like that. There's a double DQ or a double count out or whatever. And, and maybe, maybe that could have worked. But honestly i was kind of expecting something like that um i was kind of thinking they're gonna do that and part of me really just wanted a winner like that i feel like that people rely too much on on crap like that basically and so even though it was not who i would have picked uh i was happy that the match came to a conclusion there was a solid victory In this matchup, no interference, straight one-on-one, a great fight. And Thunder Rosa did not look bad at all. In fact, she looked amazing, tough, dominant. All of the words, she I I don't think you could have looked any better in this. And like Rob said, if you if you're just joining us now, you missed out. We had the woman herself, Thunder Rosa, on the show. And Rob, I think there even said, you know, that she uh there's no such thing – or there's good losses and bad losses, I think is the way you put it, Rob. But this one I think you, you would classify as a, as a good loss. Right. This is Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs
2: losing to the Alabama Crimson Tide by three in, in, in overtime in the national championship. This is a match that could have gone either way, and both stars – I mean, they, they, they enhanced each other. I mean, you're looking at two of the best in the world. And we knew that. We knew that going into it, it was going to be like that. But uh, I'm with you, Gary. I'm so happy that it was clean. You know, that it, we had a decisive win. Now, granted, this was on AEW home soil. The the, the match might end differently if it's in uh, uh, Thunder Rosa's uh, court, and maybe we'll see that. Thunder Rosa seemed to leave the uh, possibility open. Hey,
0: AEW's left the possibility open, Will. Yep. They've, they've said that. They, they, they seem to be teasing it today like <laughs> yeah. Thunder Rosa hikarashida
1: too yeah and they were teasing oh, it yeah they, they were teasing it in terms of re-watching the pay-per-view um but it still put the idea out there so we'll see what happens as far as this match hands down my favorite match of the show obviously I'm biased but um, and a little interesting take I think all three of us agree it sounds like Uh, And it's a strange take from an NWA podcast that we wouldn't come on here and and rant and rave over the fact that, uh, you know, Thunder was robbed and should have won the match. Obviously we think she should have won the match and could have won the match. But um, I I agree with you guys in the sense that I'm glad there was a finish. Uh, You know, we had speculated a little bit about a screwy finish and a, a lot of that is our, 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 our WWE brainwashed cynicism that it's like, Oh, the only way that somebody doesn't get buried is that somebody interferes and that's the only way to make because WWE that's their lazy storytelling, that's what they do. And, and AEW has proven that at least they're above that, and you can have a finish and still have everyone come out looking strong. Um, you know, and I told you guys this in, in our Discord chat. If you're not in our Discord, you, you want to join. Uh it's it's a lot of fun, especially during these pay-per-views, to have good chats with the hashtag NWA fan while this stuff is going on and getting opinions, but I, I made my wife sit down and watch the match with me and she's not a wrestling fan. She, she's, a, she's a Thunder Rosa fan. Uh, just likes her as a person likes what she does. But she's not a wrestling fan. She has no concept of booking and creative and all this the business side of stuff and she just watched the match and it was really interesting to get her take because she was like, this is a one sided match like Thunder's gonna kill her. And I'm sitting there in the back of my mind going, oh yeah, if you knew how the business worked, you would know that (laughs) this is probably, you know. And when the match was over and Sheeta won it, she was just like, huh? How, you know, and to me, that's a knock on the authenticity that we always talk about. So my one criticism of this match and trying to be as non-biased as I can is the fact that Thunder Rosa was clearly the better woman in this match for the entire match, for 99.9% of the match until the finish, and the finish was a little bit underwhelming. So while I am glad there is, was a finish, it was not convincing to, to me or to my wife, like I said, who is not a wrestling fan, who was just watching it like two women going at it. And so that, to me, is, is the only black mark against it, and that's not a mark against either, either woman. Um, that's just a mark against the fact that, you know, as we've said, the AEW women's division has nobody in it the caliber of Thunder Rosa. And she's not going to come out there and dumb down her talent and her ability to make anyone else look good. Like she said, and she just told us a few minutes ago here live on the show. She came there to put everybody else on watch and show them, hey, this is how you do it. And that's what she did. Her strikes were clean. They were believable. As we found out a few minutes ago, her her mini Superman punch, she actually punched Sheeta and, and Sheeta liked it. Like that's that's real, that's real authentic wrestling right there. That's what you want and I mean the, the match I can't I, I can't sing the praises of the match in general enough um but those were my only kind of little nitpicky criticisms
2: right but 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 I mean and I hear what you're saying but I'm thinking like you know going back to the analogy I made a minute ago between Georgia and Alabama that particular game I'm referencing I think this was 2016 I, I may be off but uh the Georgia Bulldogs led that whole game. Uh, they were they only they were only behind for the last, like, minute of the game, the, the time that it counted. And that's what happens. in. Our, you know, you think – you look at Thunder Rose and, and Karshita If they wrestle ten times, you see one winning five and the other winning five. You know, they're, they're, the margin of difference between the two is so subtle at that level of eliteness that it's not unbelievable to me that, Thund, that Thunder Rose has dominated the match and Sheeta is studying this whole time and finally – finds a way to escape with the win, you know, and next time, maybe it's different if the car she does on NWA territory, wrestling with the, the energy and knowing that the stock cards are stacked against her or that she's, you know, on, on hostile territory, maybe she dominates and then Thunder Rosa manages to exploit that mistake and, 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 and come away with the win. I felt like the fact that Thunder Rosa dominated the match, like you said, she did. And she did definitely do that. Um, it made it more believable for me. <laughs> I was like, it's, this is like, we're living 2016 all over again.
0: It felt well, like she squeaked one out to me is the thing, but, uh, sorry to jump in there a little bit. Uh, I mean, the big thing that I would say is the same thing I said to her and this, is and that was the God's honest truth that I was listening to podcasts and reading recaps. And just I just wanted to see what the world thought of that match. And, and one of my bigger takeaways from the whole thing is like literally right before we came on the air, I was listening to the Observer Radio, right? So I'm listening to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talk about this. And, and, and they were not the first to do this, but even them, they were like, yeah, this show had some ups and downs. And, it, you know, there was some good stuff like Mox and MJF was good. The Thunder Rosa match was good. That, you know, that they would go on. And, and when they got to the Thunder Rosa match, they're like, all right, well, let's talk about the Thunder Rosa match. Like, I'm like, these people are all calling it the Thunder Rosa match, right? It's not the Thunder versus Sheeta match. They're calling it the Thunder Rosa match. So that already tells you that part of the work is done. And then, um, I mean, even those guys, right before I jumped on here, when I was listening to them, we're talking about like, yeah, this was this was good. I've heard a lot of people praise it they should. It's a good match. The only thing I would say is like, uh, well, Thunder Rosa looked great and now she's gone. <laughs> and So that's, so now what do you do? <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's the question a lot of people just in general have is like, okay, both women look great. I mean, but Thunder Rosa came in and looked dominant, looked like a badass and looked like a legit awesome women's wrestler and but she's not an AEW women's wrestler. And she's even made that very clear. She was wearing the NWA logo on her, her clothes. So, you know, that's not to take away from anybody. It's just like, it's, AEW's working to build that thing up, but it's like right now, Sheeta doesn't have a lot of places to go. I don't, I don't think. Right. And go ahead, Will. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to argue with you some more, but we got a whole hour and more topics (laughs) to argue about, but yeah, you, you made a fair point and, and uh, yeah, we can move on from that.
2: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think uh, say what you want about the AEW. I see a lot of criticism of AEW in the chat, and that's fine. You know, we're, this is a, a free forum. But uh, what, whatever we can take away from this, we can certainly take away that the AEW has a willingness to work with the NWA. They're willing to do it, which is more than you can say for just about anybody. Definitely the WWE. You know, so whatever whatever critique you have of them, they have signaled, hey. We recognize a good thing. We're we're willing to talk turkey and put on a a, a a grand prize fight on the biggest stage of them all, and so I'm not like, I think it's going to happen again, man. I think you're going to see a, a sequel to this, and and which leads us to, do you see another Cody Nick Aldis match? You know, I mean, I think all those possibilities are out there. And Thunder Rosa
0: and Sheeta did that for us. Well, I think exactly <laughs> doing something like this is. Again, something I said at the top of the show, but it's a goodwill gesture that this this match happened and that the yeah. outcome was what it was. I think that um, that's that's a step. That's a step in the right direction that somebody's willing to put ego aside and let's, let us these ladies just have a good match and let's get a solid winner and let's build from there. I mean, it already immediately, aside from just the Sheeta thing, we brought it up to Thunder Rosa as well. I mean, Allison Kay was already on top of this. So you've got immediately the spark back in that rivalry. So I mean it's not like, I mean, you know, like, who was it we were talking about? Was it wasn't it all this to say, like, you know, sometimes losing isn't so bad, but I always want to know like, what's after that? Like, you know, like what what's the story that you're gonna tell? So already Thunder even losing this match, there there are paths to go down. Like this is not the end for Thunder Rosa. And there's plenty of direction to go in with her as the NWA women's champion.
1: Yep. True. And I mean, you know, that's, that's the big question. And, you know, that's the one, again, the other downside to this is is exposing that gap in the women's division, where the same way that I looked at the battle Royal and was like, I don't really know who I would want to have a title shot. I feel the same way about the women's division. Okay. If the Thunder Rosa thing, is one and done, and we're not going to see a, a Sheeta thunder. Two, who's next, and who would I be excited about? You know, who would I be that excited about? And that—that's kind of the big question mark here. We'll have to see where they go.
2: It seems like Thunder Rosa has many more paths than Sheeta does. Like Thunder Rosa's got Allison Kay in front of her. She's got Camille. She's got Lindsey Snow. You know, when 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 you're a Kar and you're on a in a promotion with a fixed roster, unless they're doing some goodwill type events like that, you're very, very limited. And I'm not going to get on here and beat up on the women's division, but l- let's be honest. There's a big difference between a Penelope Ford and a Thunder Rosa, a big difference. There's a big difference between a Penelope Ford and a Lindsay Snow. So, um, you know, it seems like advantage to Thunder Rosa right now.
0: Gary, you're on mute, you're on mute right? Sorry, sorry. Sorry. I just sometimes I just talk and don't actually say words. Um, all right. So then we'll move on to the uh we've spent a lot of time on Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta, as it should be, because this is the NWA. Um uh, Matt Cardona, uh Scorpio Sky, and uh QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes versus the Dark Order that thing happens. So it's Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Sky, and Cardona. That's the way I should have said it. Uh, I'll skip right to the end. Uh, Cardona Sky, Marshall, and Rose defeated the Dark Order. That's the way that went down. It was a weird situation, like a little bit of a miscommunication that Colt Cabana kind of effed things up for the Dark Order, and uh, there, there it was. I felt like it went a little longer than it needed to, but overall pretty fun. And you got to see some sparks for some people like QT Marshall's fun when he gets going. Scorpio is a god egg. Masterpiece in the ring. I love yep. that guy. Like, he is just fantastic. I think I tweeted that out. Like, when he, there was a point in there, I was like, this guy, you know, we, we were, I think, what was it, last week we saw the news where he was talking about he kind of did wish he had a bigger role. I was watching him in this match and I was like, yeah, yeah, give, give that guy a big role. Like, he, he's, he's earned it. He's, he's really, really good. Uh, but Brody Lee still leaves this with leaving dominant and Dustin Rhodes, my God, that guy, he is just, he is what's he what's he have on his his little shirt there now it's like new uh it's like five decades or something like that and uh that that freaking guy is so dang good like he is built into everybody talks about Cody right now but Dustin Rhodes is the man and that promo he cut at the end uh acknowledging he's going to face Brody Lee for the TNT title on Dynamite uh, that was like a highlight of the show for me. Like that guy's just brilliant. Yeah,
1: it, it felt real. It felt genuine. Um, it, it felt like that really was the first moment he was finding out that he was getting a title match. You could see it in his eyes and his comment, you know, it's been a lot of years since I've been in a title match, you know, an opportunity to put gold around my waist. Again, a call back to, you know, a lot of wasted time and other promotions and the fact that he is now really being spotlighted more, In AEW, and he can still go. Like there's, there's no, (laughs) there's no doubt that he can still go. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that match. Those two guys, that's two big dudes. I mean, Dustin Rhodes is a big guy, and uh, him standing up against Brody Lee, that's going to be a good visual. I think it's going to be a great match. Um, And I I loved. I mean, the promo stole the show for me. Um, But I do think the match was good, and I think there was some good storytelling in that match, and especially at the end with Colt Cabana and. Dark Order and whatever story that they're trying to unfold there I think was furthered so uh, all in all it was it was decent
2: yeah I agree and I think uh the the Dustin comments man that was kind of like the emotional high point of the show (laughs) you know you're you're sitting there and as men we don't want to sit there and talk about getting choked up and getting emotional but gosh man what 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 words from Dustin Rhodes you know I mean it's fantastic but Next to the Thunder Rosa
0: match, this is probably the highlight of the show for me. I tell you what, boys, I watch this, and I mean, it's, we talk about all all day, all day long about fun opponents for a Nick Aldis or something like that. But right? I'd pay some money to watch Dustin and Nick go at it. Like I, I just feel like that would be a badass battle. Those two, yep. like you, you could they would tell some believable stories together. Oh, I think.
1: Every time Dustin Rhodes is in the ring. That's my overwhelming takeaway. Is like, man, this guy can tell a story in the ring because he comes from that time period. He he started in the time period where that's how you did wrestling. You told a story in the ring, and I mean, I grew up with Dustin Rhodes when when he was, you know, obviously much younger. But like, that was one of the things that he did and can still do, and it's underappreciated and undervalued, I think, today. And I would, oh man, I hadn't even thought of that till you just said it, Gary. But I would love to see. Nick Aldis versus Dustin Rhodes especially for 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 that belt it would have the same weight as a Cody Aldis um because you know Dustin's Dustin's uh Dusty's son as well I mean there's that 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 historical tie-in so man hey make it happen guys whoever's watching this
0: can you imagine the the 10 pounds of gold stuff you could get out of a Dustin Rhodes like that journey the the just the sit-downs you could have with the Dustin Rhodes Hopefully, uh, hopefully the producers
2: at the NWA are watching this and, and heard what we just booked because I mean,
0: that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Make it happen. Yeah. We can have it. Well, just hire us, guys. We'll do it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up was the big tag team match that everybody's been waiting for. It's, it's like one of the tag team matches everybody's been waiting for. It's FTR versus uh, Kitty Omega, Hangman Page, and uh, FTR ends up coming out on top out of this one uh, with uh, the big win. They, they're the new tag team champions. A lot of uh, disgruntled Kitty Omega stuff. He doesn't help up Hangman. There's a lot going wrong in this storyline for me. And I'd love, I love FTR. And I, and I, I mean, you know, I, I actually really love Hangman too. I think he's great. Kitty Omega, I'm, I'm learning. And uh, it's just it's it's one of those things that like, I don't know. A lot of people dug this match, so I won't I won't sit here and try to disparage it. And again, I'm no expert, but it felt way too long to me. It felt like just just like this should have been like a 20 minute match. and it really was like 30 and it felt like 40. And there was something uh, I just never I never got into it. Um, so, Where where are you guys at on this thing? Yeah,
1: it's tough for me because this was, uh, in terms of matches I was looking forward to, this was number two on the list because I'm just, I I love tag team wrestling, as I always say. And FTR, you know, they're they're the second coming of the tag team wrestling that I grew up loving. And so I, I love them. And I loved, you know, their rise to the top. I love their partnering with, Tully, even though it kind of came out of left field and and there wasn't a lot of explanation. Um, I love that throwback, but yeah, I mean, I'm like you, Gary. I just, nothing really gripped me. It did feel a little too long and it felt a little, I don't want to say lackluster because I mean, all four of the guys in this match are, are top notch. And so you don't want to, you don't want to disrespect them by saying that, but at the same time, like I had higher hopes I guess than what was delivered. And that that's that's a testament really to these guys because they they bring higher hopes with them because I have visuals and I have seen all these guys do amazing things and tell great stories. And you know, I know they can't all be hits, but in in a in a situation like this where the belts are on the line, I just I wanted a little more. And I, I don't have details as to what that would look like or fantasy booking or anything like that. I guess I was just Underwhelmed a little bit, and that sucks. But
2: hmm. well, lay it on
1: me, Rob. I saw you shaking your I head The whole time, lay it on me, bro.
2: <laughs> but I love, but you're my idiots. I love this match. It went twenty nine forty. To me, it didn't feel like it went a second over twenty nine You know what I mean? This match was freaking fantastic. This, you talk about a prize fight tag team match with FTR, one of my favorite tag teams right now totally blanchard back in the world championship picture what are y'all nuts
0: this match is I, I want to be clear that i'm not knocking either team no, like I, I think heard. both teams are great and especially ftr and the need and they need the tag team titles on ftr i think ftr should be the tag team titles or tag team champions and should be for a while and they should run the gamut of dominating the tag team division and showing what tag team wrestling is all about all of that out of the way I just, I'm just saying, you can't, I had expectations for this match Gary, and it didn't meet them.
2: Let me stop you right there, Gary. You cannot blame your short attention span on FTR and Kenny Omega and Adam Page, okay? The fact that they went half an hour and told an amazing story should, you should be freaking giving them a standing ovation. This was a fantastic match. I don't know what world you're living in, but I still love you. I'm about okay, to call well, you. Well,
1: good, good. He right still, now. he still loves us. That's good.
0: I'm calling you right now, Gary. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you, man. I, I can only tell you how I felt about it. I, uh, I, I think it was the right decision and all of that. I also don't know what's going on with Hangman. Like, I kind of hate that story. Like, like well, I here, thought I'll... Hangman was in a situation where somebody had something on him or something, and maybe it still plays that way. But did he really just let FTR just like trick him into betraying his supposed best friends? Yeah, to and keep I think, them out I think... of a match, I'm like, that's not what a hot baby face, a guy who looked like he was on his way to being like their first like super hot babyface top star, and then he's like a goof, <laughs> like that gets fooled by FTR. I, I I dislike that, and I I can't back down from that one.
1: Yeah, well, I think
0: that's. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
1: first of all, say, say super hot baby face again, Gary. That I like that. Um, second, I I had the expectation, if I'm being totally honest, that we were going to see a clear blow off of this Kenny o- either Kenny Omega heel turn or the Bucks, you know, and Kenny turning on Hangman or Hangman clearly. T- so I felt like they had been leading up to this for a while and it was the perfect opportunity to go ahead and pay that off. And I was watching it kind of with that expectation, because I'm like, dude, this is all out. This is like their flagship, uh, one of their flagship, you know, pay-per-views. I know they only do like four a year, but I mean, it was a big opportunity to go ahead and cap off a really exciting and interesting story. And they kind of kept it going. And that frustrated me a little bit. Um, and I, I know we got a glimpse of, of the cleaner and uh, you know Kenny giving his ultimatum to the Bucs and but it just felt like, again, you're prolonging a story that people are ready to see make a big turn, a big step. You know what I mean? So.
2: Well, I would have thought like the, the fact that there are questions about the whole uh, Hangman Page thing would, would be a plus, not a negative. Though. That means that they're, you know we're being kept in suspense. We're clearly not at the bottom of this yet. So, I mean, I don't understand how that's a critique.
1: <laughs> well, Rob... <laughs> Rob, I know you like storylines that go on for 5 plus years, but years. I, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a I'm You've somewhere in between
2: the WWE will. I'm somewhere it's, it's I'm somewhere gratification.
1: I'm somewhere in between you and Seth Rollins on this with the short
3: <laughs> So,
1: I would like, you know, it's been a few months. I would like to see a a, a blow off. I know we'll see it. I know they're not going to just like forget about it like WWE would and move on. But I just thought in my head, hey, all out, finally, this is time. and we didn't get it. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that there's there's maybe more to this story or at least something's happening with Kenny, but I don't I don't know how that plays into what uh, hangman's been doing. So that's the problem. It's just they even even had like on the last episode of Dynamite where is just like, nobody made you turn on your friends. You just did it. And it's just like, yeah, wow. He's... still, though, you don't want you don't want to tie up every loose end on every show. I mean, part of the, the
2: function of a pay per view is to leave some things hanging for to come as to make well. Us I come guess back. what I'm saying
0: is, it felt like they weren't leaving anything hanging. That was their resolution that they had just fooled Hangman into being a dick.
2: Well, <laughs> it's
0: it, just like that's not this is not the end of the story Gary. Come on now. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, you're right. Oh, I am i know i know
2: he's a doctor <laughs> he's a doctor
3: gary he's a doctor. All which right. doesn't
0: make me right, but it shouldn't make me informed mimosa mayhem sure. chris jericho versus orange cassidy uh you have no idea how how worried i was not not worried but when they called it mimosa mayhem and he put those this this is my critique they put those things on both sides of the ring. Filled with mimosa, which let's be yeah, honest, that's a lot of champagne and and cool. orange juice. It was probably just water, probably water, orange water, right? Had to be. Oh, anyway, maybe,
1: maybe they had a bunch of expired bottles of the bubbly that they didn't sell and they had to Man, find that's it why he thought
0: money. of it he was just like we got to get rid of this yeah. somehow yeah,
1: <laughs> i'm gonna have to either throw these away or, or like what the hell we just put them in a, in a pool and we have a match let's do that i can
0: get tony to buy we'll use it for a match <laughs> so he'll buy like 50 cases of this yeah he got, he
1: got like half off it was a good deal
0: <laughs> but uh no what i was gonna say is like and then immediately like jericho stops the thing out or starts the thing out with hitting the code breaker and goes through the pin. And I was like, what, why are they counting? And then I announced that it's like a pinfall submission or fully submerged in the mimosa. And I'm like, then what the hell is the point of the mimosa? Like if you're just going to do a match where you could pin or submit somebody, just have like a hardcore match. Like what, why?
1: I think they do that stuff just to mess with us, just to make us like, Angry, I think, because I mean, yeah. If you're gonna do go through the trouble of having giant pools of mosa don't let a pinfaller in the match. You have to throw them, you know. In
2: in.
0: Oh, we just we
2: just lost Will. We just somebody just muted him. No, the, that was the MMA it. was
0: top. He was done with him. Oh no, he's back! Look at him. There he is again. Sorry.
1: Hey, I'm here. He's moving Sorry. again. My internet connection is unstable. What I was saying is, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but like in a coffin match, there wasn't a pinfall or submission clause, right? You had to get them in a coffin, close it, stuff like that. So why even like let that be an option?
0: That's what I'm saying. That was my point. It's like, why why would you make a mimosa match and then let there be pinfalls and submissions too? No, you have to dunk somebody in the damn mimosa. That's why we put it there. So- yeah, right. Sorry, my,
1: my, my internet connection is almost as unstable as Rob's views on that tag team match.
2: Right, well, I'm just here looking through my rule book I'm just, I'm having trouble finding the rules on Mimosa matches.
1: Oh, it's Paige. Hang on, I'll find it.
0: Solomon certainly wrote on this. <laughs> you know it's in the Pro Wrestling FAQ. If it's anywhere, <laughs> it's in there in the Pro Wrestling FAQ. <laughs> that said, uh, I, I like Orange Cassidy. So, Sorry. Sorry, everybody that I'm letting down. I uh, I think he's all right. I think he's coming around. Listen, I think hey. I think people are people are writing off Jericho and saying that he's just goofy now and he's just cashing a paycheck. I believe that Jericho in his heart of hearts is legitimately trying to take this guy to the next level. I think that's what oh my he's God. doing.
2: Completely. Yeah. I, when I think of uh, when I think of Jericho and orange cassidy i think of rick flair and sting i think of nick aldis and mike bennett i think of guys that are going to no matter what happens guys are going to be elevated and enhanced in their careers just for this opportunity and i really think nick i mean i think you know jericho to me is like the indispensable piece in the aid he and cody rhodes and uh you know to some degree the young bucks and all that but as the founders and all that, but i really think that jericho is is the cog in that and I think he is doing Orange Cassie a huge favor because before this, I mean, Orange Cassie was just a guy that appeared on a, uh, you know, on a show on what, on Vice TV. And he was a curiosity. And now he's, he's one of the hottest Because I'm going to tell you, I, I'm with you, Gary. I, 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 never really liked him before, but I do now because why Piper likes him like Orange Cassie is the one that's bringing Piper into appreciating AEW and, there has to be something for that because wrestling has to speak to everybody. So before um, he was
0: just pockets and question mark was just the guy who didn't know any words. But then you guys and Piper liked question mark, and so the same. I didn't know Piper liked him, but that increases my my uh, appreciation of him. Before to like, me he was me the like pockets guy, and I thought that's yeah. funny for a gimmick. But now that but he's hitting new levels here, man. He's he's like firing up. He's, like, getting serious when it's time to get serious. It's like he looks good. Sorry, Rob, I, I ran over no, with no, that one. No, back. I was just saying Piper wants the
2: shirt. You know, it's just like, give me the, the shirt with Orange Cassidy's face on it. I think that it's shirt's
0: like, a really cool shirt. I'm
2: going to get you two of them, Piper. I'm going to get you two. One for school, one for church.
0: <laughs> I, I like his shirts, man. Will, Will where are you on Orange? Freshly oh, squeezed.
1: I, I, I like him. I agree with everything you guys are saying. In terms of this match, you know, it's going to get criticism again um here's the difference for me you know the criticism I gave to the Matt Hardy situation and these over-the-top dangerous things that's that's an issue of personal safety I don't have a problem with things like this now it's not your classic pro wrestling and it doesn't check all those boxes uh but you know as Rob said there's something for everyone and I think when you look at wrestling as a whole and you look at Chris Jericho and what he's doing for the business it's phenomenal. It's the fact that he's coming in and like, yeah, there's a lot of of jokes about, Oh, this was a, a WWE style gimmick match, just way outlandish. I think that's by design. I think Jericho knows that he's pegged as the ex WWE guy and he's coming in and he's live, he's hamming up all these gimmicks and, and doing all these like outlandish storylines because that's the tie in. And he's using that to his advantage. He's using that, to, uh, you know, take his history and not ignore it and bring it over to a new audience and execute it better um, than WWE would. And am I saying it's like a match of the year candidate? Hell no. I'm not like, from a wrestling standpoint, no. From an entertainment standpoint, yeah. But my one, my one, so I liked it overall. I don't think it should have been the next to the last match of the night. That's my one criticism of it. I think you could have gotten rid of the dentist match or put that in the ring and done the mimosa match first or so I don't know, something like that.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Like maybe put like the eight man tag or something right before the main event. And that would have made a, a little more sense, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like I, I thought the match sounded kind of dumb myself, to be honest with you, but I watched it and I was like, it's fine. You know, it wasn't my favorite match either. It wasn't even my favorite match on this card. Um, but I also just, I look at it and marvel at things like the fact, like what Rob's talking about with Orange Cassidy. He's getting over with people. Like people love that guy. And, and I think they get behind him as like a baby face character. Like he's, I feel like he's, and I feel like Jericho is smartly choosing to work with him to put him in that position. And he's becoming like the He's going to be one of their hot baby faces, just super hot baby faces, like Will likes me to say. And let
1: let me say this, uh, to bring it back to an NWA perspective, I would, I criticize this match as much, or I appreciate this match the same way I appreciate question mark, right? Right in terms of if every match on the card was a mimosa mayhem and a stadium stampede and this and that, I would be highly critical of AEW. The same way I would be if every talent on the NWA roster was question mark, right? There's a time and a place for it and it, it serves a purpose. And unless it becomes the whole promotion, I don't have a problem with it. And I kind of like it. That's my take on it.
0: Well, I, I still stand by that. I think AEW is like trying everything. Like they're they're trying like all styles that they can throw in there and you're gonna have the entertainment, you're gonna have some brutal hardcore stuff every once in a while. You're gonna they're they're throwing it all in there, but you know, for better or worse sometimes. But man, you can't argue with Jericho getting like you could think that he's the goofy bastard from WWE and he says a lot of weird stuff, but every damn thing that dude does gets over. Like, it always works. Whether you like it or not, you cannot deny that the bubbly got over and the demo god is getting over. And back all the way to the list, which I remember when the list thing happened, I thought that was kind of dumb, but it worked.
2: Scandinavian (laughs)
0: two-togradenza, man. I
2: mean, you understand? The thing about Orange Cassie, too, that I think is we're seeing with him, we're seeing something rare that we don't really get to see a lot. Usually you got a guy uh, like... James Kimberly comes in and AEW says, hey, we're going to turn you into this guy. You're going to be Orange Cassidy. And this is the thing. Orange Cassidy has been doing this like his whole career. You know what I mean? It's not something that the AWA didn't admit that he's been doing this since he was, you know, doing the hard work on the indie Trail night after night. I mean, this is organic and it's a grassroots thing that's really taken hold. And that's one of the things I like about it because it's like, you know, the fans are making Orange Cassidy he's over on the strength of his own personality and character. And yeah, he's getting a boost from Jericho, but he wouldn't have gotten a boost unless there wasn't something there to work
0: with. And, and so I, I, I like it, man. I'm, I'm More power to him. No, I, I believe Jericho probably saw something in this dude and really wanted to, to get like, I, I feel like I, I could be dead wrong, but it, it really feels like Jericho like I see something here that he's missing something I can help him find like I can get him to the next spot and has essentially uh, orange Cassidy is arguably in a loftier position in aew than he's ever not even arguably he, he just is uh Jericho said, Uh, I think it was on Dynamite where he said like he is a main event player in AEW. Now I don't know about all that. I don't don't know if I could see him like winning the world title, at least not yet, but uh, maybe he's got his spot, but he is certainly a fixture on the show now that people expect to see and a reason people will tune in to watch AEW.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't see him as a world champion yet either. uh, But that's that's okay. You don't. Not everybody is. I mean, you you've got many guys out there who never won it that were paying, like Roddy Piper and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and guys like that who are who are who are made and are, are ultra over, and the title's not necessary. You know, I don't see Orange Cassidy beating a big guy like a Brody Lee or a a, a, a you know someone like that or a, a Lance Archer or anything. But that's okay. You don't have to. You can only have one champion. So.
0: Speaking of champions, the very next match up was MJF versus John Moxley, or as their ring announcer, who's their ring announcer? Um, Justin Roberts. A, yeah, Justin Roberts. God.
3: Jim-
1: oh, he's still going. Oh, Gary, you're on me. <laughs> <his> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Oh boy! it is it's a lot uh anyway this match i, I heard a lot of criticism a, a criticism of this match i actually really enjoyed this match i thought this was a good match and i thought it told a good story and uh i mean you know, i want to give it like a a b plus or something myself at least um and then the ending i thought was great like uh mj you know MJF's getting bloodied up. He's getting busted up. It's telling the story that John Moxley said it would tell. Uh, he was a little wrong. Like MJF showed some fire, started coming back. They're like punching each other in the face, like smacking each other around. And uh Wardlow ends up going for the uh uh ring and tossing it into MJF, but MJF misses it and it lands on the ring, but he goes to look to pick it up. The ref. Has his back turn trying to get Wardlow out of the ring, which is all the perfect setup for if MJF had caught the ring to punch John Moxley in the face. But because he lost it, uh, John Moxley realizes the ref's back turn and goes ahead and is like, oh yeah, and hits the paradigm shift on MJF, steals the win one, two, three. And uh, so MJF goes down to his old twisted ways, I guess. I don't know. You, you probably have a more poetic way of saying it, Rob. What did you think of that match?
2: I would say She Walks in Beauty Like the Night. Fileless <laughs> Climbs, Starry Skies, all this best. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, now, nah, man, I'm with you. I, I, I like the match. What's weird
0: I is like, he wrote that song about Nick Aldis? I wrote, wrote that, that song.
2: About... I wrote, yeah, I wrote that sonnet. Um, <laughs> it's called it's called The Road to 700. <laughs> 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 uh, no, nah, man, I'm with you. I like MGA. I mean, I've been critical of him for some things that are more off-camera related. I think he's one of the biggest and brightest stars out there I do see him holding the belt one day um, I thought that there was a chance he was going to win it tonight until until something earlier happened um, and spoiled it for me but uh, um, yeah man uh, gosh I mean MJF is one of those guys that like the classic you love to see bad things happen to him you know you love to see him get beat up and you will pay to see him get beat up and we saw Moxley beat that tail man and uh, gosh man I, I liked it it's good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, the the only um, downside was again I felt like it was spoiled a little bit. I mean, and I didn't really go into it thinking that there was a chance, but I like to think there's always a chance. And um, I, I just there wasn't a lot of points where I thought John Moxley was going to lose. And, and maybe you guys feel differently, but um, for me. A, a a world title match should have those points and it should have, there should always be like a shadow of a doubt in your mind. And um, to me, it was just kind of a foregone conclusion. I I think the right, the right guy won. And I think Moxley should continue to carry that belt and um, continue to feud with people and and keep building the, the prestige and and the credibility of himself and that title. And um, but, you know, I, I thought it was a great world title match all in all. And you're right. I mean, MJF, MJF brings something that not a lot of, of guys bring and not a lot of heels bring. And it is that like, I just want to see him get his ass kicked. <laughs> like, and that <laughs> that takes work. Like he he has put in the work to make me feel that way. So I don't feel bad, you know, for feeling that way. Because I know that like if I told him that candidly and I was like, hey man, I love seeing you get your ass beat, he would probably be like, Thanks, man you know like that's what i'm going for you know and so that's a true classic heel a guy who who knows his role and he knows how to play his character and he knows how to get himself to the place where he needs to be because eventually down the line when he does win it's going to be despicable you know what i mean it's gonna be uh people i mean you're talking throwing garbage like they did when hogan turned with the nwo like we're, we're talking about a moment like that last night was not that moment so i think it was right that they didn't Put the belt on him.
2: Did, who is the girl, man? The girl in his entourage, it's always like, you know, his staff member, it's always like smiling. Who is that?
1: I forget her name. he I always, he always said her name. <laughs> we need more of her. Yeah, I um I don't I don't
0: remember what her name is either. Guys, I think we're we're the 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 podcast audience is going to be in luck tonight. I don't even see how they're going to miss out on anything. We have just been talking about we got, we got lucky to be joined by Thunder Rosa at the top of the show. We just ran through AEW All Out. We haven't even hit like the news uh, items, so I guess we can uh, plow through those if you if you want and see where it takes us. Is that, is that what you're feeling? Let's do it. All right, so I'm just going in order here as they're jotted right down here in front of me um some of this is going to be old news to some of you but we're going to talk about it anyway because it's on our since our last talk um the first one is wwe considers moving nxt off of wednesday nights that is that is the talk uh and uh i was looking for as this this came from wrestle votes which i had honest to god never even heard of before this but like a lot of people are talking about it like it's a thing So uh, over the past month or so, discussions have transpired regarding NXT moving off Wednesday nights, no decision imminent. However, talks are ongoing, the numbers over the next two weeks might have some impact on this decision. I do not know if this is true or not. I have no insight. I have no contacts at WWE, but I feel like that's BS. It could be true. I think it would be better. But I feel like the whole reason that NXT is on Wednesday nights is because they're trying to stop AEW from being the top company or a top company, a relevant company whatsoever. So they feel like they're pulling away from them. I don't think that they expect – I don't think they put NXT there ever. Maybe Vince McMahon really dislikes losing ratings. But – Most of me thinks that Vince McMahon just wants AEW to not get as many people as it could. And they never expected NXT to be like the number one wrestling show in the world. I mean, sure. I guess they'd hope for it, but I, I really, maybe, maybe I'm just bitter and that's my anti WWE bias or built in hate or something that I'm not aware of my, my WWE racism or whatever I don't know I don't have any racism that's, let's not go that's that that's a far. terrible word to use
1: you can probably take <laughs> it you can say I do
0: super hot we, baby faces it and was racism a good run, guys it was a good run yeah <laughs> we'll <laughs> right. never
1: we'll never get monetized now thanks Gary all right, I'm shut up
0: you guys just go I'm, I'm having an off night I I think <laughs> it's I,
1: I think it's I actually think it's 100 true and I think because um not because i I'm here to talk about the credibility of wrestle votes, but I I think that yes, Vince McMahon loves competition and he loves squashing his competition, but he also loves money. And when you are consistently getting squashed in the key demo that advertisers are funneling money into, you 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 take a step back and you say, okay, maybe there's no shame in moving to a different night, capturing that demo on a different night. Cause we're not going head to head with another wrestling show and then get that advertising money. So I, that even viewpoint comes from the same place. I think Gary of that WWE, uh, you know, cynicism, but um, I, I think it is true. And I think it's a great idea. I think it is because I think that, the more people that can watch both the better i mean as i love a good competition as much as anyone but i mean both of those shows have the potential to break a million viewers if they weren't going head to head Mm
0: -hmm. and how overall it would be better for the business yeah yeah
1: and so how much better for wrestling as a whole is it where you got raw getting over a million views every monday you got nxt getting over a million views every tuesday you got AEW over a million on on uh wednesday and then smackdown on thursday and then you got UWN coming up on Tuesday night. We haven't even talked about NXT going head to head with UWN, if that is the case. So, a lot of things to consider. But I think when it comes to Vince McMahon, it's all about the dollars. And I think I did hear too that this was something that USA is pushing for because they're looking at it from a business standpoint. They're not looking at it from a Wednesday night war standpoint. They're saying, hey, you're losing this demo to the other wrestling show.
0: Why don't you move so we can get some more ads? Or are they looking at it like, hey man, if this other show like they if they're thinking long term though, and AEW starts becoming the hottest wrestling show, that hurts them. They're in the they're in the long haul of this thing with WWE in a big contract. It goes to like 2024 or something like that. If AEW becomes the top wrestling show running unopposed, like beating Raw and SmackDown and NXT, that's that's not. That's no bueno for them. Yeah. So well, that's that's what I'm trying to think about is like, is would USA really be okay with this? Because I feel like they'd be in the same boat that Vince is, sort of.
2: Well, to quote Sergio Roma from Get Him to the Greek, Vince is going to be fine. He got like 28 kookaroos. You know what I mean? He's going to be fine.
0: <laughs> we need to Nobody's back. doubting Vince is going to be fine. He obviously doesn't have to give a damn about anybody yeah. else's money. But if I can get my point in, <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Here we go. Here we go.
2: <laughs> no, no, you're right. Both of you are right. I think uh, uh I think it's better for the business. I think NXT uh show is that's the that's the one WWE show that I watch, and I like it for the reason that you like it because it's the big it's the closest analogy to the NWA and Ring of Honor and prize fight fighting type entities. And it's better to to you know, trust me, Vince is aware of the numbers and he wants to win the numbers. This is a guy who's been driven by by winning and defeating opponents, I mean, he drove WCW into, you know, into bankruptcy and bought the company. You know what I mean? I and mean, he's like, he's, he, he's obviously aware, but this is a fight that right now he's steadily regularly routinely losing. And it only helps him. It helps that revenue stream by moving NXT to a different night, because I'm always the one that had, like, I have to watch dynamite and I, you know, DVR, NXT, and I have to come back and watch it later, and it's usually a day or two after that before I get to see it, even though I really like it. So uh, uh, so I, I think it's a, a shrewd business decision on you know, Vince's part if it's true. It bears out, and I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that now we've got uh, WWE's best show on a night that's not competing with the AWE, and we all get to watch all of it. So, What if it's on
0: Tuesday nights?
2: Well, I mean, I'm going to be watching – United, obviously. So then, then nothing will change for me. But you know, we're—I'm just trying to get into Vince's mindset here. Okay, just saying. I I mean, I got my pat. I got my. I got my four show bundle, bro. You know, I got twenty kookaroos myself. So (laughs) (laughs) we
1: bet you do. uh, We bet you
2: do.
0: (laughs) All right, let's move off of uh (laughs) oh here's the here's a uh i don't know where this news source came but since it's posted by rob stenson and he's looking cocky over there i'll go ahead and hit on it more nwa wrestlers rumored to be appearing at all out battle royal no spoiler alert (laughs) no so we put that the reason we put that out there
2: okay
1: Were you citing yourself as the source for that, Rob? (laughs) I'm confused.
2: According to Stinson.
1: (laughs) Did you create a website and write that article just to share it
2: with us? I'm just trying to get people to to buy the paper.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We would be remiss if we did not mention a congratulations to Eric Young for winning the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, uh, beating Eddie Edwards. Uh, He's a two-time champion now. Good to see you. Eric Young, oh EY, just back at it. Let's see, just had to get out from under the, the thumb of the shrewd businessman, and uh, he's, he's back on top over at Impact. Right. Congrats. Rob, Rob, just Eric Young shot. is my boy, man.
2: I, I would love to see Eric Young in the NWA. I would love to see it. Um, and I, I, just, I think this is great, man. I mean, well-deserved. He's earned it. He's put his time in. You know, he's he's walked a hard road that everybody has, and, and now, you know, look where he's at. So congrats, Jim.
0: Um, I'd like to point out another piece of news that Will uh, posted earlier. Uh, striking news from a source that two former wrestlers, WWE Cassius ono and Curtis Axel are rumored to be one of the mystery entrants at the casino battle Royal segment at the pay-per-view all out. Nope
1: um yeah yeah i'm excited about that
0: but <laughs> so here's um, we put that
2: story out so. Right. <laughs> so we didn't put that story out i
1: did put out a tweet though because i was like man if there's some truth to this i want to go ahead and put my name on the list you know for joe henning if he does show up because you know i would have popped for that i talk about joe all the time on here and uh so i went ahead and put out the tweet and then of course didn't happen so i didn't delete the tweet though because i own my mistakes so right still there right. if you want to go heckle me over
0: um, i'm just i'm just teasing you yeah I, i've looked terrible all show long so i just gotta i gotta bring these things up that, not that these reflect on you guys at all really
2: did you say own my mistakes or on my manscape what did you
0: say Oh, speaking of which, that's a good question. I do own a Manscaped, as do we all. And if you go over to manscaped.com right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping using the code NWAPOD. Wrestling with the MMA in the chat room did try to remind me of this earlier, but I couldn't get a word in uh, over Rob's ranting. ranting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I just, uh, I forgot about it. I was trying to think of a good segue, which you just kind of helped with, Rob. So there you go. All right, manscaped.com. Because he said
2: mistake. Will said mistake. I was like, the last mistake I made was going with a number two, (laughs) a number two guard, because, man, that joker boy chewed me up. Hey,
0: (laughs) Pentagon Jr. can't be called Pentagon Jr. anymore, just in case you didn't know that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So so there's there'll be none of that. He's pinned to L0M. Yeah. Just, Um, Just doesn't have the same ring, man.
1: It's, it's it's guys i'm gonna go i'm gonna this is a hot take it's a little harder to say it
3: <laughs> like, is, when I was reading it,
1: like when i was reading it i was trying to say it out loud and i was like oh you know like stumbling over it i was like i don't know about that i think they could have done something a little easier how about say.
2: just pentagon man i'm just calling pentagon yeah
1: I don't, I don't know i don't know maybe that's <laughs> copyright man it's like <laughs>
0: crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get wild over at aew
1: well, now we're going to talk about him a lot more so I can hear Rob try to say his name over and over. because be
0: Oh, not making light of it, but by the way, The Rock had COVID, his whole family. They look like they're doing better now, but he did put out a little PSA about that. So uh, glad to see he's doing better. Came from a family friend. So make people get tested before they come to your house. I didn't do that with Rob, and now my whole life is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who hugged me, dude. Okay, I was—I was like, "Hey,
2: hey, social distance yourself." I what? Social distance yourself. You're the one who hugged. Give <laughs> me a big four-foot-six uh, bear hug, gear bear hug. So don't <laughs> put that evil on me, man. You might have given it to
0: me. You give me. I know. You gave me those hug eyes. You're like. That's just how my face looks, man. Look. We we're out of that bar that night. You were just Stop. like, "I'm here." <laughs> Let's just, hey man, you
2: feel I'm it, it, get, it. I'm, I'm not, not here to get, get hugged tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, huh. let's not deny what we feel, bro. <laughs> Somebody go get hugged up tonight. <laughs> I'm getting a bear bear hug, baby.
1: I don't think, hey guys, I don't think this is why the people are here.
2: <laughs> is it not
1: for this this kind of talk?
0: <laughs> oh man. Read the oh, read. I can't figure out which one to go to next. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this. Tony Khan says AEW has no plan to work with anyone else from the NWA at this point. Uh, basically, the story was uh, the working relationship between us is an extent of the good personal relationship between Billy Corgan and me, Khan explained. I've had a good relationship with Billy for years, long before I got into the wrestling business. Frankly, I'm good friends with Chris Nowinski. I really believe in Chris's work, and I think, you know, the Concussion Legacy Foundation does great work. Chris has come in at my request and spoken to all AEW talent. Wow, this quote didn't age well. And we have a good relationship with the Concussion Legacy Foundation. And Chris is my good friend. And he introduced me to Billy years ago and went to one of Billy's concerts. Uh, or I went to one of Billy's concerts. He's a very nice guy and I have a lot of respect for Billy as a musician. The AWA has got great history. They aren't really operating right now. Well, pay attention because they will be here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think we're very different companies in a very different place. And I think NWA, which sounds like they're going to get back up and running. I wish Billy the best of the stuff he's doing. And I thought this would be a good opportunity for them and for us because Thunder Rosa is great. And I thought she would make a great challenger for Sheeta. So it's just one of those situations where I thought it would make sense for both sides. And that's why I proposed it. He agreed. And that's why we're doing it. So. So non-story, basically.
2: Uh, I mean, what what he's saying Thanks, is, Rob. But, I just
0: read a lot of stuff there. And, no,
2: you know, no, 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 And you read it well. You're a good reader. You're <laughs> much better than you were
0: months ago.
1: Yeah, so, you're you're yeah. up to like a fourth grade reading level. Right practicing, I'm
0: look practicing. On, work. Hooking I, on phonics, working for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just man. think that they're saying uh,
2: uh, he's saying basically that look there there there's not a formal tie I don't have plans right now there's nothing you know there's no contract a a a a corporate agreement between the promotions to do things steadily but when the opportunities arise well we I have a relationship with Billy and we can work together I think this is actually a good thing I think he's saying I have the kind of relationship where when when there's a talent and there's a match to be made and the fans want it we're game do we have plans right now now this is the one we were working on but let's see what happens in the future. That's how I took it.
1: Yeah. And I think even if there are concrete talks about it, he's not going to spill the beans, right? They're going to have it be a, a surprise kind of like it was with thunder, even though they didn't really sell it as a big surprise, um, which is one of our criticisms of the whole, the whole feud. But um, you know, I don't think he's going to, I mean, this is the same, is this the same media call where he kind of refused to comment on Brock Lesnar? and his status, Brock Lesnar's not going to AEW, spoiler alert, he's never going to go to AEW, WWE will offer him an ungodly amount of money, but but Tony Khan is a good businessman, he doesn't get to where he's at, uh, you know, without being a, a decent salesman and a businessman, so he's, he's, he's out there selling, and I think that comment is just, it's, it's another sell of saying, hey, we got Thunder versus Sheeta, enjoy that. And we don't have any concrete plans moving forward. He didn't he, he didn't me shut the door on it. Um he didn't say no, we're absolutely not. He just said, as of right now, we don't have any concrete plans. So we'll see.
0: Um he yeah, he, he did say about Lesnar, like I, I can't I can't talk about that, but blah blah blah. I don't, you can. Yeah. I, mean, there's a, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why you're saying you can't, but sure. All right. Free country. Yeah. Um, we got one bigger piece of WWE news that I'm waiting to see if this is gonna pan out very well. But we would be silly if we didn't take a minute to remind you guys that on September the fifteenth, the debut show UWN Primetime Live, you gotta you gotta be a part of that. It's history. Nick Aldis is defending the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Mike Bennett. You saw Nick Aldis on this show, accept Mike Bennett's challenge. You've seen the video of Mike Bennett. Have you ever wondered what it would, what Mike Bennett would say to the challenge of Nick Aldis to accepting his challenge? You want to see this?
1: Boy, that went off the rails.
0: <laughs> Do you want to see what happens next? What if we told you? <laughs> it's late, man. I've been up it's early this morning. I'm just trying to move some numbers oh, on boy. YouTube. You, know I'm you want to start
1: over? You want to start that from the top? Read the
2: script I sent you, Gary.
0: This is the analytics, dog. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to trying to boost the numbers, get the likes, the revenue subscribes.
2: stream. I'm trying to get the 30 kookaroos.
0: Yeah, I do that. So that's all I'm trying to do for you. We're trying Let's to move get it to this the, way. We're trying we to got Mike Bennett on the show. That episode's coming out soon. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Depends on how fast I edit. So
2: maybe Maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. Yeah, maybe never. Shit. Maybe that's what I was thinking about it. Like it was like the, the Thunder, Thunder Roach, video. You know, like, yeah. ah, I guess
0: that's not
1: happening. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe on or October two 15th. Of, <laughs> yeah, maybe a day or two after the match. Who knows? Yeah. You just the point is you gotta stay tuned right here.
0: You gotta subscribe. <laughs> you gotta like, you gotta do all that stuff. Because we we do it better than AEW. We treat it as a surprise. Mike Bennett showing up on the show, and you don't know when. Yeah. But, but I can't comment on it. <laughs> uh, at least we can tell you, Mike. Then it shows up on the show. Mike Thunder Rosa just showed up today. How about that? That's that's the good stuff we do. The rest of it's my family's as a person. Allegedly, <laughs> Allegedly. we're not sure that that wasn't Brian Rosa <laughs> with a
2: hologram. So,
0: Brian, you out there looking good, buddy? Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, all so why is why does Will always look like, disappointed in us?
1: Because I'm a little bit disappointed and I don't have a good poker face.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: day 696
2: of the title. We're on day 687, by the way. And the champ broke the streak. He defended the belt. So it's now a defended title. So you can't say, oh, the whole all the, the, the corona, the corona reign, whatever. He's defended the belt, you know, um, against nobody bryant. A noble opponent and a worthy opponent went. Now he's defending against Bennett on six, on day 696. The question now remains, will Nick Aldis make it to day 700? I mean, 700 is a major, major milestone. Will we get there? It's not a foregone conclusion because Bennett is hungry. He's hungry, and, and like we were saying about Lindsey Snow earlier, a hungry man is a dangerous man.
0: Oh, in all, in all seriousness, when you hear the interview with Mike Bennett, uh, he's got a lot of great stuff to say about uh, obviously his time in WWE, what he's been up to and everything, but he has some strong words for Nick Aldis and uh, some uh, serious discussion about what's going to happen if Nick Aldis doubts him for a second. Uh, one of my favorite parts of it that you're going to hear is just a lot of talk about uh, that he's not trying to make a name for himself. He's not trying to reinvent anything he's just trying to remind everyone who he really is and i i like that part uh but anyway you're gonna see all that coming up soon and uh then also we should mention uh ej sparks versus alex hammerstone for the west coast pro heavyweight championship just announced heather monroe is going to be taking on camille at that event um, I feel like there was one other match and I am apologize, I don't have it right here in front of me but also uh, we thought Thunder Rosa was going to be there, she's apparently on a later show so we'll see what happens there but a lot of surprises in store you could get that right now for $7.99 an individual show on Fight or you could buy a package deal for four episodes of the show for $23.99 so this is coming out to like basically like five bucks an episode pretty much, I mean that's, that's what you're doing $23.99, you can't beat that you gotta do that, that's what I think but if you're not sure, you're not sure, like every week's going to do it for you and you want to pay as you go, $7.99 on Fight TV. That's where we recommend you do it. But even if you don't want to, you can't still get this on in-demand pay-per-view and it's $11.99 over there. But guys, you want some legit, real prize fight wrestling? You want some awesome matches, some awesome talent right in front of your face that aren't part of these bigger companies that a lot of you are dissing in the chat right now? You got to go get UWN Primetime Live, support these people. Show David Marquez and the NWA that you love what they're doing and you want to back them up when they try to make legitimate, real wrestling. So anyway, just got to get that out there.
1: Well, and speaking of real pro wrestling and speaking of September 15th and speaking of spending money, we launched yesterday, Quietly, Uh, a brand new hashtag NWA fam online store. We completely refreshed all the merch available on there. There's actually a T-shirt It's been a big hit so far that says real pro wrestling NWA fam. So go to the the NWA pod.com click on shop or scroll down. You'll see some of the new items guys. We got everything on there. Now we got face masks, neck gaiters. We got yoga pants for the ladies or the men. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. We got, all, we got fanny packs, we got a bunch of new shirt designs, hoodies, sweatshirts, all that stuff, so go check it out, and here's a promo code for all you guys between now and September 15th, which is the night of UWN Primetime Live. If you enter promo code Fight, one word, Fight, you get free shipping, so go ahead and do that, get your free shipping, head on over to the nwapod.com, click on shop, and uh, check out the new stuff and stay tuned because we're going to be putting out new stuff all the time. And uh, so check it out. Let us know what you think and uh, get your new swag.
2: Now, we'll hold on. We're, we're living in an in a, in a, in a era of global pandemic. Did you say that we have face masks or gators?
1: Yes, we do. We have face huh. masks, NWA fam, face masks, NWA fam, neck gators.
2: Now, I have a I have a wife that uh man, boy, she's banged. Do you have leggings? Because uh, did you say that? Because we do. I mean, not that everyone should wear them, but most most people should. And we she's do. definitely one that should. We,
1: so not did, only, we not got only, that too. Not only do we have leggings, we have leggings that have the immortal words of Gary Horn himself down one of the pant legs that says, what is it? History, legacy, tradition. What is your, what's your catchphrase?
0: You're muted. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I keep doing that today. Leave Past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition.
1: There it is. There it is. If you want your wife or significant other or yourself to have Gary's words going down the side of your leg, uh, we've got the pants for
0: you. If you want Rob's wife to have my words going down the side of her leg order this rob this these yoga pants took
2: you tried point. that junk once bro you tried that junk once right <laughs> and i didn't this, appreciate it again <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this,
1: this took a turn and i'll say one more time promo code prize fight from now until september 15th you get free shipping so go take advantage of that
0: it's no joke really these designs will did a great job with the uh, designs that are on here he's not taking full credit for it right down there right now um but he he is uh he is doing a great job with the designs for the uh, clothing stuff. You got to check it out. It's really cool stuff, like legit stuff you'd be proud to wear. So, this is no joke. These are, these are awesome, cool hashtag NWA fam designs.
3: <clears throat>
0: All right. And uh, now that we got the UWM promo and everything else out of the way, we got one last news item. And we don't have nearly enough time to talk about this, I don't think. Because oh, uh, do let's get it's getting late. But uh I mean, people got bed and stuff. But tomorrow is Labor Day. So sure. there's that. And this ain't labor for me, baby. You. <laughs> um, anyway, so so here's the thing. Let me let me read the initial statement. Obviously, we all know the parts that WWE uh, WWE has been doing some silly things lately. Uh Bits McMahon issued a letter this past Thursday to all of the WWE talent telling them basically they can no longer engage with outside third parties. Uh, they also said this was presumably involved things like Twitch, Cameo, all of those kind of things that the see wrestlers doing right now. Uh, He says, uh, here's the specific thing from the letter. Some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspension, or termination at WWE's discretion. Uh, Fightful confirming this story. This has been confirmed all over. Uh, The press did go after... Uh, the McMahons, and asked them more about it, Uh, WWE did issue a statement, and it says, much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates, promotes, and invests in its intellectual property, i.e. the stage names of performers like The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Big E, and Braun Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performance at the highest levels in sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at the individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved. Um, so naturally, a lot of people are unhappy with this, mainly, I mean you know, the WWE stars that are using these third party sites and, and things. Um, also, uh, you saw a jab at this on the AEW All Out pay-per-view when Kip Sabian promoted his Twitch account, and there was a very special uh, live down at the bottom saying, uh, you know, this was approved by All Elite Wrestling or whatever, and I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, anyway, so here we are. WWE is closing things down. This is a big deal because I mean, you think about I mean Xavier Woods. I, God, if, he's the biggest one I thought of right off the bat because he has like a whole brand built around this, like his YouTube streaming and his Twitch streaming, uh, the up up down down brand. I, is that I don't know if WWE owns any part of that now. They do. Okay, they so do. it's not affecting him. Yeah. Um, but like Paige, Paige streams on Twitch. All of the time, uh, she, she makes bank on Twitch and uh, you know Cameo and all of those sorts of things. Meltzer, I saw put out a report that the straw that broke the camel's back was like, Lana got some huge deal with uh, Bang Energy drinks. And uh, she posted an ad on her Instagram and that really just kind of set WWE off. And uh, she has denied that and said that that's not the case, but her husband makes a bunch of money off Twitch too uh, presumably, but he's not WWE anymore. So I guess it doesn't matter for him. Anyway, my point is, is where are we standing on this thing? Cause this feels like I, I posted in our discord the other day, like even Andrew Yang, like put out a thing about like having the number for the secretary of labor and wants to point out like, Hey, you guys call these people independent contractors. And then you are going to have the ability to control every single thing that they do using their names. In a way that benefits them especially for something as simple as like cameos um he's like there there should probably be a talk about this which i'm sure wwe doesn't want to have but anyway I, I imagine that there's a discussion to be had here so i'm gonna give it to will first since he's more likely to be on my side <laughs>
1: uh, fair point um i think it's despicable Uh, I will, I will give this caveat first. I understand the logistics of saying, Hey, we own the names, Roman Reigns page, all those names that you mentioned, the fiend and all that. And so if you're going to go and, and be involved with these third-party sites, you, you can't use the name that we own. Right. I get that. I can get behind that and I can, I can see the point there, but to demand that they stop completely to me seems like overkill and it seems a little bit unnecessarily uh, rude, I guess, to, to the talent that your company's built on. And you know, there's a way to rationalize anything in, in life. There's a way to rationalize the most despicable things you can think of. But for me, they're, they're putting this on the idea that they're trying to preserve their brand, okay? they're they're putting this on the idea that they are looking out for the future of WWE, which I didn't realize was in jeopardy because Lana likes energy drinks and they're framing it this way. When in reality, they're just, it just seems like they're just trying to, they're trying to hoard all the money that they can and they don't want their talent going and making money elsewhere. And I think they think, Oh, we pay you enough. You shouldn't have to do this. And to me, in a society where hard work pays off, you should be able to go have as many ventures as you want, especially if you're an independent contractor. Now, if they were under contract and the contract said, you can't go do this and you can't go do that, and they were knowingly violating that contract, I get it. But if you're an ind- if I'm an independent contractor, Gary, and I'm doing marketing or something for you, you don't have the right to tell me what I can and can't do. That's my understanding outside of that. Now, if you own the name of my business, I can't go do business as that name. I get that. But I'll start another business under another name and I'll go do it under that. But it just, I don't know. It just, it, it just seems like bad press for me for, from a company that already just laid off 30 people a couple of months ago and all this stuff. It just, like, ah, it just feels icky.
2: Yeah, and I think we're dealing with two separate issues here because I can I can definitely see what you're saying and can sympathize with the with the individuals, but on the same hand, you know, I work in the public school system, and the public school system has a great deal of authority and control over what people say their their employees educators say on social media, and this is not this this falls under contract
0: law, not constitutional law. So, hey, you know, no watching this show, what's that? I said, ain't none of them watching this show. I guess.
2: No, no, yeah, I mean, right, yeah. It's NWA After Dark, so. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, I mean, if if a uh, if an educator were to go on social media, Facebook, let's say Facebook, and they go on and they go on this rant and this rant, they say something that's grossly offensive, the educator is not protected by invoking their First Amendment right because they're under contract law, and uh, although I agree with you, Will that it doesn't sit right Uh, that I don't think that I think Vince is probably paranoid here about something. I don't know why it it doesn't have the best look on the company. It's certainly within his right as a, as a corporate owner to, 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 to lay down stipulations on what his talent does in their personalities. And um, again, I'm not saying it's the best look, but I'm saying it's within his right to do so. And here's my thing though: when people, when people go, it's their dream. Like Mike Bennett said the other, well, I don't want to go too far into that, but there, there are stars that dream about going to the WWE. That's their life's ambition. But they know who they're dealing with. They know they're getting in bed with the devil, you know, and that he might do any number of things, and they willingly enter into this relationship. And every independent contract is different. If They're working as independent contractors. The stipulations are going to be different per contract, just like it is with us in the school system. We deal with independent contractors too. When it comes to like custodial services, when we deal with the cafeteria staff, all those things are different. And Georgia is a right-to-work state, so all the power is in the 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 contractor, not the contractee. And so these these are you know these are issues that have been argued at the at the in the in the court system all the way up to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court has has said that uh, that institutions and corporations act as private parties, and they have a right to do so just like you and I do. So is it the best look? No, I agree with you I'm 100%. But is there a right to do so? Yes, it is their right. And, and we can't, and we can ascribe whatever nefarious, you know, motives we want to, but at the end of the day, that's just a bunch of autobiography. We're just, we're just placing our, we're projecting our impressions upon what vince is thinking i don't know what's behind vince's mind frame there i don't like it it doesn't sit well i i want to be able to go and express myself but if i'm if tomorrow vince said hey rob we like what you're doing with the pod i want to bring you on wwe for this this and this but here's here's the stipulations and by the way i might add other stipulations later you know what i'm doing I'm sticking with the podcast. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
0: Oh morning. man,
1: the teased heel turn. You've been teasing a heel turn for a while now. So, guess we'll Front Row brings going.
0: up an Oh, sorry. Sorry, Will. Um so Front Row brings up an interesting point of the thing is that the people should be able to uh, use their own names, which I think Will also said too. Um, the from my understanding that's exactly what's happening right now is a lot of people are switching out to their OG names. Their, their birth names, and um, which is typically, you know, that's been a, a point of discussion in wrestling already. You know, like it used to be completely taboo, but we saw the whole issue that came up when people started changing their Twitter names to like their real life names. And uh, instead of being their characters, a lot of people had a problem there. But it's interesting to see how that's going to play out because that's maybe the way around this, so that it's going to be OK. Uh, speaking of Xavier Woods, I, I I was just looking at this and and i don't know that he he is owned by wwe they said that um he was on the legacy new legacy inc twitch stream and he addressed the third party platform ban um he's, his exact quote here is i don't have any answers i have no answers i have no idea what's going on i think i'm fine i think most people are fine but we'll find out i don't know i'm not the person to ask i wish i knew more but i don't unfortunately we're going to stream as much as we can for as long as we can. I'm just trying to build an audience so that I can get my G4 gig. We have a built-in crew and I can keep my game name alive. Now Xavier already is maybe ahead of the curve there because he goes by Austin Creed on his up, up, down, down stuff. So there was that. We did have the thing where like Matt Cardona says, if you use any WWE likenesses, that actually did come up where he said they essentially own it anyway. He found that out originally with his YouTube show. Um, yeah, I mean, people have come out against this. Mick Foley, CM Punk, Kevin Nash, they've all, like, spoken out against WWE for doing this. Paige ended up changing her Twitch stream to her real name um, and says she has no intention of discontinuing the streaming game. Um, so its uh, I think people are switching out in that way it's just gross that's the problem it's like I I wish I disagreed more with Rob but it is true that the that they own the names of these people it's just gross that they say something in the statement like in order to pay these people at the highest level uh you know and you're like no Mm -mm. no you don't even pay these people like a small percentage of what you could afford to pay these people to compete if you treated them like actual legitimate athletes and it's just and that's that's no excuse that's a gross thing to say because if wrestlers like unionized they could get man they would all be loaded but that's a whole other topic my point is is that why why fault them for looking for like other streams of revenue like i just don't get it like it's just it just seems stupid i mean if they're not openly like rob said you know the school system could have control over things that you say if you went on some kind of twitter rant and you were like really racist or uh whatever you could get fired over yeah that's that's all that's all fair but like if they're not openly disparaging the company if they're not doing anything that in you know, according to some kind of agreement, like, does not harm the company? Why? Why? Like, it doesn't matter. Especially, like, cameo. Just like the people just make some bucks off their likeness, you know? Like, just to sell a $50 cameo to somebody. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I think overall, I mean, you know, Rob, you, you, you make good points. And I think, to me, this is not a business issue. This is just a human issue, where it's like, You're over there rolling in money. Why are you worried about AJ Styles' Twitch stream or or page? You know what I mean? Like, they're over there grinding. I mean, take it from three guys who who run a stream twice a week. This is hard work. Like, this stuff doesn't just happen. Like, these guys are grinding to make it happen. And if they can cash in on it, I say more power to them. I don't see how that's a threat to the WWE in any way unless, as you said, Rob, they're going on there and giving spoilers or – backstage news or scoops or something like that that the wwe doesn't want getting out in that case that's a whole different issue that's hey you're hurting the business and you need to stop and we're going to find you or we're going to tell you tell you to shut it down but for the most part that's not what people are doing they're they're going out there and they're creating entertainment they're creating avenues to connect with fans and it's all good for the wrestling business why split hairs about it and why you know try to flex your business muscle and put a stop to it that's where i come from i think yeah, that's going to
0: be really interesting to see is if they go after the people once they've switched their names like if they continue to pursue it um i think that's going to be one of the interesting aspects of this because in my heart like i sort of again this is the uh just being beaten around by WWE for so long I guess or whatever so Rob like Rob said we can't we don't know what's going on in Vince's brain or anything but it's easy to kind of picture that like this is more about like I don't want you making money that I didn't approve you making and and you kind of feel that way and so if they continue to pursue this after like Paige changes her name to her real name and uh, they're still after it like she's still the quote unquote likeness of Paige then, uh, that's, that's where it gets re- really bad. That, that's where it's like, maybe, you know, at a certain point, the independent contractor status has to mean something, you know, and if they're not out there just bashing your company or something like, and they're using their own name now, like, what do you want out of them? I would feel like you wouldn't want them to use their own name personally, but what do I know? Well, I mean, but, but, you know, I mean, again, I, I'm not going to ascribe motives
2: to Ben's. I, I think, Vince is a shrewd businessman. I don't think he's nearly as nefarious as people make out. I mean, he's the, the he's the corporate head of state of the WWE. There's much to love about it. There's much to hate about it. We talk about the stuff we hate all the time. I don't think he's out there thinking, oh, man, she's making money. I, let me let me find a way to hurt her. Or, or that. I think that he's just been trained, conditioned as a wrestling promoter to be highly protective of the brand. I agree with you. I don't think anybody's sitting here and saying that, oh, Vince is the paragon of virtue and he's treating everybody, you know, like the way that you would treat an individual. And I, I, I think we all have a problem with that just on an interpersonal level. But, you know, Vince is thinking, I've got to think, I've got to think in terms of controlling the narrative that our company's putting out. And for good or ill, I can't have somebody putting a spin on a company that even if it's good there, if I, if I let it go there, I've got to let it go here too, you know? And, and so it's just it's 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 a matter of uh, uh it's a matter of brand control and we've even experienced that a little bit you know with with hey <clears throat> here here's the difference between you and the company just just let's be clear about where we stand with each other I think that's what's in Vince's mind like hey we're the ones that are in control here we're putting out the narrative and again and he may be nefarious I don't know I don't know Vince McMahon I don't know what's in those individual contracts but. All I'm saying is the talent, when they go to business with, with Vince, they know who they're dealing with. There's no, there's no, there should be no mistake about the fact that Vince is going to think about talent over company ever. But, and, and yet still that's, that's the goal. That's where people want to end up at.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is exactly the kind of thing that in that thread that Andrew Yang put out, he was talking about like, uh, I think he said specifically in their, uh, Hold on, I'll pull it up. Let's get there. But but I am curious about uh, one other point I was just thinking of that Front Row reminded me of is that what about uh, the, the guys that like, well, let's bring it back around to NWA. Like say Nick Aldis strolled over to the uh, WWE. Is Nick Aldis not allowed to be called Nick Aldis elsewhere? Like what if the people use their real name on screen? Like you know, like what, what happens to them with that sort of situation? That's kind of weird. Um, I don't, I don't know. To, to Rob's point, um, here, here's the entire thread from Andrew Yang or most of, we talked about the first part, but uh, come on, Vince, you've already deprived the folks breaking their backs for you of healthcare, security, recovery time, retirement benefits, and fair treatment like license and royalties. At least let them make a living off their own names. Many of them need it. I grew up a wrestling fan and it's sad to see so many of my childhood heroes pass away early. I'd feel better knowing that they and their families were being fairly treated. I look forward to doing what I can for the next generation of performance. I know how tough it is. Vince, you'd better hope your old friend Donald wins because changes in the air and changes are long overdue where your cor- corrupt labor practices are concerned. It would give me great pleasure. The people know, um, Rob, I know, I know all the places you'd love to take this, but just bear with me for a second. Uh, he, he says, "For all the wrestlers who know that you're being misclassified, but are reliant on staying on Vince's good side, even because WWE might hire you, I get it. Our job is to make it easier for you to get what you deserve without risking your career." Um, so, so even he's saying, like, I mean, sorry, I think that kind of talking about what you're talking about, like that maybe there's government interference there. You know, is like what he's proposing. I suppose that, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of crappy that like people are having to make a deal with the devil to get to their ultimate spot in the industry like the not even arguably the, the the top spot that you could possibly have in the business right now um that you have to sell everything to 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 do that
2: right if that's your goal if, if that's if that's where your your goal is to be there then this is what comes with the package you know this is you get the you know it's like a, it's like a marriage you know the very best relationships in life are difficult. The very best ones are difficult. Bad relationships are almost impossible. But uh, uh, you know, you're, I-, I love my wife; she's my best friend. But it's a, it's a, it's a, you have to work at it. and There are things that come with it that aren't the most favorable. And I'm not trying to to benign this and and throw too much benevolence on the WWE. But I think that because they put out a product that we don't like, and because they do things that we as prize fighting fans don't appreciate, and, and damages the damages the tenor of pro wrestling. We wanna we therefore have gotten to the point where we like to think of Vince McMahon as like Darth Vader or Palpatine, you know, and he's the head of this evil empire. And I think that we're giving mm-hmm.
1: him <laughs> I'm sorry, that that didn't now, land these with These are me. two
2: characters from Lords of the Rings. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Lord from the Rings. Gotcha. <laughs> Palpatine and, and 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 Dark uh Dark Vader. <laughs> so um, you know, I don't I mean you know, I mean, it's it's a hard question, man. I mean, dealing with it, this is philosophically, and I think Front Row can appreciate this, my fellow Presbyterian, you're dealing with the interests of the one versus the interests of the many. Both are equally ultimate. You know what I mean? The citizen is not more important than the state and vice versa. They both have a role, of, a symbiotic role to play. And I would say, I would venture to say that every pro wrestler who's ever entered a business has wanted to get on that main stage. Everybody dreams of being at WrestleMania. Everybody wants that, and they should want that. But if you're going to enter into a relationship with Vince McMahon, there are very few people who have ever been in a position where they have some sort of bargaining weight. Even, like, if you watch, like, the last, uh, uh, the last ride about The Undertaker, even he talks about the difficulty and the strain between him and Vince McMahon. And we're talking about The Undertaker here. This is a guy who, because of, you know, he, he, was, he was a great athlete in the WCW and NWA. But it was Vince that that made him this, this name that's bigger than life, that's bigger than the business itself. And there are very few people who ever get to that level. You all want to get there, you know. But but along the way, you have to realize that Vince has an interest too. And Vince, for good or ill, say what you want to say about him. He did something right along the way. I mean, he did something right. He is the, the CEO of the WWE, which even Will, for for. As much as it's driven you away, even you repeatedly say, this is the mainstay. This is the one that sets the tone for everything. So, you know, Vince is going to be protective of it. He's going to exercise some kind of control. And I'm not, again, I'm not siding with him on this. I think that, that you, he, there might be a little bit of over-paranoia there. There's no damage done by what Page does. But he has got to wield some sort of control. And he, it, as a corporate head, he has every right to do so without him being the guy that poisoned the water in Flint, Michigan. You know what I mean? But
0: he did. I'm not sure how he no, got there. I'm just
3: <laughs> I super
2: liable.
1: No, I, I can, uh, you know, as much as we'd like this to be a, a, a throwdown debate, like our Saudi Arabia debate, uh, I, I think, I think, I mean, we're all seeing each other's points here. And Rob, you, you've got, you know, perfectly good points that I, I don't dispute in any way. I think for me it's just um, I, I'm real big about how things come across and, and my wife will tell you this I, my one of my favorite quotes is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And you, you look at it from a PR perspective for the company and I just feel like it's it's not a good look. you know I think there's better ways to go about it um, and you know you, you could be more specific and maybe leave the door open for some of these guys to still do some of the stuff that they love to do on the side and stuff like that. But you gotta be aware, unless you're just totally tone deaf to, to how you come across, which maybe Vince is, and maybe the company they are. But uh, it just, it, again, it's just not a good look. It just doesn't, it doesn't bode well when you're looking at a, an employer, how they treat their employees. I mean, if this was another corporation you know, we, we've seen corporations, their, you know, staff go on strike for stuff like this and stuff, you know, and, and there's been a ton of, I mean, Rob, I'm sure you're aware, I mean, issues with teachers and pay and stuff like that. And I know that's not the same exact, it's not apples to apples, but, you know, in, in any other industry, you have that ability to kind of have a voice and, and make it heard. And and this one, it just feels like they're, they're just being micromanaged. Their lives are being micromanaged. I mean, to the point you talk about people's names and I get trademarks and I get all that kind of stuff. I understand it, but like his, he's Cody, he's not Cody Rhodes, you know, cause WWE owns his name, his real name, you know, or his, his uh, not his real name, but his, his known name. Yeah. And so you got all kind of issues like that. And it, it, it does become a great area of, what's best for business. And, and I get all that, but I think I do the, the hot button issue for me is just the PR aspect. How does it come across? It doesn't really paint you in a good light or in, in a way. And, and you're right. I always do tout that the WWE is, is the, 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 the lighthouse so to speak for pro wrestling to the world. And this is how they're coming across. It just, it's not a good look for all of pro wrestling. And so as an NWA fan, it doesn't look good for our best interests, you know, that this is, this is going to be on the news and people are going to be talking about it and they're going to be calling, you know, more evidence for this being an evil empire and stuff like that. And I mean, it just overall, it's just not a good look. So I don't think there's any debate about whether he can do whatever he wants as a businessman or his credentials or what he's earned as far as, you know, building his empire. Um, Again, it's just, it's not a great look.
2: And it's not, it's not a good look, but, it's not like we woke up today and Vince suddenly became a micromanager. He's yes, always been a micromanager. True, that's
1: true. That's and
2: everybody knows that. I mean, my friend Lex Lee, who wrestles for the AWF here in town, great wrestler, he appeared on their show as Gary Graham. You can go Google him. He was on the show. You know, he was he was on either Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember which one. But he tells me, it's like, you know, I went in here. He said, this is what you say. This is how many minutes you go. And this is what you do. And do not deviate or you'll never be here again. That's, that's how they operate. But everybody knows that. <laughs> so if you're going to go into business with that, you just, it's it, as an adult and as, a, as, a, as free people, we understand that when we're going into agreement with this company, this is the way they do business. I want to be there. So I'm willing to seed my independence, I'm willing to seed my creativity and, and to that to get to this stage. And then I, ultimately, getting there is going to elevate me in the long run, even if, I, you know, if I'm only there for a few months or whatever. Now I can be a former WWE superstar, Rob Stinson. Former WWE superstar, Will Martin. You know they did that for you. So there's there's some give and take there. I mean, they're doing you the nod by putting you there, but in return, you understand? Yeah, you will you will be micromanaged. You will even even guys like Roman Reigns are micromanaged.
1: No, <laughs> Roman Reigns? You think his promos are scripted, Rob?
2: <laughs> no chance.
1: Uh, sarcasm. No, you're 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 right. It just sucks that that's how it is.
0: That's, yeah, that's I agree. I agree. Well, that actually went a lot better than I expected it to. So <laughs> we're all uh, still
1: friends, Rob. We're, all... we're
0: all still friends. I thought this was really going to be the end of this is the NWA, but Rob, it's not. Rob's
1: getting soft on us. I thought we were going to have a better uh, rowdy Robbie Rude rant. That's what I call him now.
0: Yeah, well, also, we didn't really fight back either. We were just kind of like, yeah, you made some good points. So. Yeah, well, it's late. We should have done it earlier. Uh, civil disagreement or agreement. Or Is he whatever. calling me? God. <laughs> <laughs> Put on speaker. Oh, God. We want to hear what he says. Oh,
1: it doesn't show your number. That's good. I, I didn't want to give it, my <laughs> <offense>. <laughs> <laughs> give it
0: up. Give that Ron's number. Oh, man, it's about to be- get weird. So, guys, yeah, we got to right. wrap this thing up. Uh, it's been fun hanging out with you, hashtag NWFM. As always, this is a blast, and we are so grateful, so grateful to all of you for hanging out with us. This has been really, really cool tonight. It's been a, a blast hanging out with my boys and the whole chat room. Um, as always, hit us up. Check out that store Will was talking about, the NWA You can go over there and just click on the store, right? right They can still get there that way. Yep.
3: Okay.
0: Yep. Just go check out the store. Check out all of those new designs. They are badass uh check me out on the twitter and the instagram at this is gary horn rob where are you if people want to hear uh, more shoot, of your
2: I'm bs i think it's at r stinson Four on the twitter on instagram i'm rd stinson Four. on facebook and myspace i'm dr robert stinson on the tic tac i'm doc mclovin
0: that's not true he's actually not there as uh, I, don't, I don't do
2: i don't do the tic tac because the chinese are spying on us man
0: oh boy uh. They all are. Google spying on you, dog. Zoom spying on you right nah. now. Nah, they not. Um, we'll we'll <laughs> tell people look where from. you are.
2: I uh, mean, if you hey, want
0: them to know. Hey, I mean, hey Rob's yeah. worried about the Chinese. Like, he, he's hoping they don't watch the streams.
1: Oh, I don't mind. They can all follow me at uh, hey it's Will on Twitter and Instagram at Real hey it's will on TikTok. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys That's in it. the chat. Wrestling with the MMA. James Lawrence. Front row. Brendan, McGrovey, and Mike, all of you, if I missed anybody, RJ was in here earlier, Ryan Murphy. Uh, Dave LaGreca was in here, bro. James Lawrence. Yeah, Dave LaGreca was hanging out. Thought we'd grab him for the show. Third right wing. Thank you. And uh, so many more. Tw- uh, Freddy's in here. So just a lot of you guys, if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And as always, you can hear us on the NWA pod Uh, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. If you give us a five-star review there, that would be super awesome. If you just at least subscribe to us on the YouTube, youtube.com slash the NWA pod, that would be fantastic. And even better if you do all those things and then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else at the NWA pod, except Tic Tac where we are just NWA pod. And all right, I guess that's it for all the stuff. So thank you again for tuning in. Until next week, enjoy your gravy cake.